man, welcome to another episode of The Flank. I am joined by the one and only Ben Janusim. You guys all know better than the course. We got Chris Duarte, a.k.a. Parasite. We actually don't have Pat. It is Friday. We usually wait for Pat to get off of work on Fridays, but we're actually just going to run the show. He will be available in about 45, 50 minutes, so I'm sure Pat will join us about halfway through, uh, and we'll, we'll talk to the sleigh a little bit. But Ben, Chris, how you guys doing, man? You guys doing all right? Yeah, decent, decent long stream today. Uh, vibing weather is great in Columbus. It's gonna be great next week when you guys get here. So you know, did a little bit of walking today, touched some grass, and uh, we thought today might be a bunch of three O's, and we had two series go the fucking distance. So that was pretty cool. Yeah, Chris, no, your day go for sure. Go ahead. Chris. Uh, I'm in the same boat, bro. I was. Uh, I thought after the entertaining series that we had in Vegas, I thought we were gonna have two three O's. I was losing full during the uh, the control and the phase series, and then they ended up bringing it back to a map five, which actually got really exciting. So uh, it rewoke me up because I was I was ready for a nap, dude. I'm not gonna lie, it was looking <laughs> grim at one point. Yeah, I mean, we definitely had a, a it was pretty pretty fast day at COD three matches today. We had some some good teams going at it, uh, and then of course we do like Ben was saying, we got Columbus coming up, we got the major coming up. We're gonna be there. Uh, doing the watch parties, doing the shows. It's going to be a lot of fun. So really excited to watch these guys battle it out on land. No fans though, right? No supporters that the, no people are going to be watching, right? No fans, but we're going to be there. I think what uh, Zinn and Zinn and Tom, Zinn and uh, uh, Scump are going to be there. So I think there'll be some good yeah. ambiance, some good, some good activities. I think between us and the watch parties, I think we're going to try and kind of bring the fans there, even though they're, you know, digital. Yeah, well, it's I'm really excited for it. We obviously, uh, me and Ben are really excited. We've uh, we're getting the equipment over there. Apparently, I gotta lug all the equipment over there. Ben just told me I gotta. You just got, bro, you just gotta take it out. Of the, oh, listen, all you listen, we're gonna Here make we it go. very simple. It's gonna be delivered to your apartment. You gotta take it to the airport with you. You gotta check it in, and I will literally meet there and grab it from baggage claim from you. All right, we'll you see what happens. You need to carry it for like two minutes. Why is he yelling at me, Chad? Why the hell, is he, Chris? You see the way he talks to me, Chris? You see the way this yeah, guy I talks to me? Yeah, I can't believe this guy has the audacity yeah. to speak to you like that. What's wrong with this guy? I'm just busting your balls, man. That's my duo right there. Ben Jennifer's seen. That's my duo. Make some noise. Let's switch on over, guys. Let's hop right into it. This first series was absolutely insane. Yeah. We start things off with Toronto Ultra going up against the Vegas Legion. We got a Mark. Mercado Hardpoint, Mercado Search, Expo Control, Fortress Hardpoint, Hotel s and I mean, we'll start things off with the vetoes. Ben, I know you were talking a little bit about the vetoes when we were watching. What are your thoughts here? So we're starting to notice, Chad, it seems we're having to make some interesting decisions on leftover maps. And I think the one decision um, on this one, actually, which was not a leftover map, was the Asilo Control Band from Toronto. I think that that was a little bit of a sketchy one from Toronto because they're playing a team in Vegas that hasn't won that map in a real match. And Toronto has been very good with Hixie on that map. And because they banned it, you know that uh, Vegas is not going to play hotel because they suck at it. So they chose Expo. And I think they ended up hurting Toronto in this series. And that was a very questionable decision out of them off the rip. Hey, you agree with that, no, Chris? I'm in, the same I'm in the same boat as you, yeah. I mean, like, you play a team that hasn't won a control, let alone has played a map and hasn't won it at all, and you give them a map that is relatively new in the rotation and, and their sample size is kind of small, so you just don't really know what their potential's like on there. Um, I don't know if they were playing with their map pool. I doubt it, considering this house, this is kind of like a, a must-win match for them. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I think they just kind of fumbled it. Although, obviously, you know, they practice and... That they could have probably ran a scenario where Asilo wasn't looking good for them, but I highly doubt that's what happened. I'm, I'm confused. 
Yeah, I, I mean, mean the, I'll go ahead, Ben. Go ahead. I mean, I'm sorry. Stanny said in the post game interview they were surprised that they were. You're saying that obviously they've been preparing to play for Expo, just no matter the opponent. But you did say they were surprised that Asila was the map that uh, was chosen to be banned by Toronto. Yeah, of course, man. And and, and speaking about Standy, I mean, this guy was unbelievable today. Unreal. I mean, he played insane. Did he break the record for most kills in a series? No, uh, apparently. One. Oh, he missed it by one kill. I think he missed it by one or two kill. But he had the mm. most. Uh, he had like in terms of like kill rate. I think it was the highest he had in the CDL. Like, um, so. No, actually, that's sorry, that was that was a BZ. That's my bad. But no, he was one short of the overall. Yeah. Uh, and just honestly, you can understand it, right? For people that maybe are new, but mm -hmm. just didn't know. I mean, Eli used to be on this Toronto Ultra team. They dropped him. They called up Hixie. They won the event. And there was a little bit of chirps on Twitter, you know, uh, when he was released by Toronto. There's been some back and forth to him and Scrappy. They've had some beef even prior to um, when they teamed together, right? Mm -hmm. uh, when they were like amateurs, people have dug up tweets from like 2015. 2016 and like playing in tournaments and locals and stuff so there was a lot of hype of this matchup going in yeah and then as we get into the first uh map we get into a mercado hardpoint was pretty uh back and forth early on they were kind of trading rotations this is actually a big two piece from clay uh at the p5 field he was able to find two and vegas were able to close down on this p5 they end up getting a pretty big hold on this one i know toronto was able to get in there a little bit but vegas are actually able to, to chain this over to the p6 uh, and locked down some pretty good time here. Um, and as you can see, they, they get the scrap here. It's Clayster 12 and 9, 15 and 10 from TJ. Good to see TJ slaying out in hardpoint as well, right? I feel like TJ's been that guy for Vegas who has kind of been up and down in the respawns. I feel like if TJ can get to a level where he's where he's get, able to put himself in uh, situations where he can actually slay in some of these respawns and, and get a little bit more loose like he does in the searches, I can see this Vegas team uh, doing really well, man. I feel like bringing Standy in was a really big pickup for them. Uh, I feel like it really helps a lot. I mean, I don't know if what you guys think, but I feel like if TJ could step up his, his hard point game a little bit, which he did today in this first map, uh, it could really help these guys out a lot. I think the entirety of this Vegas team just needs to step up their holding. Like the way they, I feel like this team is struggles at times to hold hills and they're just getting yeah, broken do. over and over. That's and that's when the they end. get, yeah, that's when they get put into these cycles where they just can't regain. And I know the personalities on this team and you can even listen to it in their listenings. Whenever they start getting flustered, they just start playing worse. Like, mm -hmm. and it happens quite a bit to them in respawns. Luckily, they're so good at search. They're able to like hit that quick regame button, but it worries me for them in a lot of these series where I'm like, okay, they have a realistic opportunity here to, to win this first map yeah. and they start trolling. Like you'll see it happen. In the uh, listening, I think you literally it hear it though. You hear it in the listening, but you're also yeah. pulling it up now. I think like this is an opportunity here, Tom, which I'm there going to dive into it. They had a streak right they're in a position where it's the beginning of the hill yep. they have players on all sides right and, and the mm -hmm. first wave is the most important right because you can hit from multiple directions you're not in a funnel yeah and this is where you want to use your streaks you want to take your time and they don't do any of that so yeah. you can go ahead and take over i mean here. i mean i'm just surprised i mean yeah i was definitely going to talk about it i'm surprised they didn't use their streak at all i mean and i feel like that's where the frustrations maybe came from in the listening because you can see them pushing through back alley they're honestly working a pretty good pinch they have a guy coming through middle they got two back alley they did have a guy garage who ended up getting taken down that was temp that was donnie but I, I agree, Chris. They got to use the streak there. And I think it was Clay who said something in the listening. Let's tune into the Vegas Legion listening. They started tweaking again, folks. They started to tweak. Oh, yeah. Let's tune in and see how the Vegas Legion boys sound. What's blue? What's blue scrap? He spawned out. He's spawning out left. Blue, oh, out left. Grab's going. Barber, barber, barber. Close right, close right, close. Uh, weak, uh, man. 
Let's go right, let's all go right. Each other right here. One is gonna be here. I'm going wide. They're probably playing it. All right, that's going to do it for the listening. So you could, you heard Clay sounded, right? He's like, we have a streak. And Eli was like, yeah, I'm going to use the streak. But the problem is it's too late at that point. No, Chris, it's yeah. too late. Yeah, exactly. Like they were just, they were just tweaking. Like they're getting flustered. Then they just started to do stuff without actually thinking. And like, and then I just, hate the just streak, Chris. Again. And then I hate the yeah. streak after. Then he he calls on a streak off spawn. Look at where, look at where they are off spawn. <laughs> they're nowhere they near no the control. They have anything no that's control. Gonna, give them kills like they're just hope they at that point they're hoping they get a kill with the streak and there's it's not gonna happen they are they just hit they just hit that hill the wave is gonna be up they're gonna have trophies down like it's just such a pointless streak and then they, they just they just couldn't regain bro like they just stopped being they don't like they started i think they got like what 30 something more points um for the rest of the map so uh, yeah and then they they, yeah. they trolled heavy uh going into the to the to the last hard point i mean i definitely want to tune into the listening with toronto ultra we'll see how these guys sound because these guys were were definitely common so let's hear and see how ultra sound uh, okay you me? Yo, i spawn behind them bro they're gonna know i'm you here long before going back alley on me boys you know. got one he's going head I'm top of the I was gonna do it for the listen for Toronto Ultra. Thought they sounded pretty good. A little bit more calm than uh, the Vegas Legion, that's for sure. Uh, and then as we head in to the last and final hill, this is where I want to kind of break down the Vegas Legion setup because you're gonna see Clay. He actually dies on rotation. He's gonna spawn out. The streak comes in from Kleenex. That's how you properly use a streak. The way yep. Ultra just broke that P uh, P3 right there. I thought they set that up perfectly. And you can see how Ultra does it. Look at the routes they take. Look at the routes they take when they're going into this last hill. I mean, personally, I think Clay needs to try and stay alive there. But it is what it is. Granted, they got the spawns. The they got incredible spawns. Mm -hmm. uh, for this hill break, I'm not gonna lie. They got a complete spawn across the board. Every spawn on a pinch, bro. You Everybody spawned it. on a pinch. Um, and you can see right here, I think I think TJ, he's able to find one. And then the streak comes in. Clay goes down as soon as the streak comes in. Uh, and then I don't know if there was trophies in the hill or not, but uh, I, I'm guessing there was no trophies. But if there's no trophies in the hill, shouldn't Vegas be like, you know, I don't know, maybe get out the hill, maybe go somewhere else? Like, if there's no trophies here, they're kind of chalking themselves here, no? Yeah, you have to Granted, play there's the... not really much else to There's not really else you can go, I guess. You have to play where number eight is. Um, it's your best chance of surviving. You just play in the door corner because most of the time the street comes in and it comes in through those windows up top on the other... And it's usually on the other side of the desk. Yeah, yeah, you know yeah. What I'm saying? No, I see what you're saying. 
But look at where number eight is. He's still inside. Right. He survives. You, right. Yeah. If you don't have trophies, you have to play close to that door. And a lot of the time, you'll live. Yeah. Um, for anybody that's out there watching. Our student right before the cruise landed, because you could see a trophy in the in the corner right there. I, I think the trophy might have might have broke down or something. Because you could see it like as as it goes down, you see it right there. You see it in the corner. You could barely see it, but there's a trophy there. And I don't know if that's inside or outside. I honestly can't tell. Yeah, I think that way, might be not, outside. That's not helping him. That's outside. Yeah, it's in yeah, the alley. It's protecting Donnie where Donnie is. Yeah, you see it right there. But a great break <laughs> from from Toronto Ultra. I like that they set it up. I like how they 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 worked the pinch before using the streak. I mean, that's what you want to do. You want to get set up. You want to get close to that hard point before the streak comes down. That way, if the streak comes down, you get a kill. You can pounce and you can make you can you know you can make a use of it instead of just kind of blowing it and doing nothing with it. But I mean, Ben, any final thoughts on a map one? It was a back and forth map. It was a pretty good map. I think based on that comms from uh from vegas i i feel like this team's got to just take a chill in their comms how many listenings have we heard this year where people are just like tweaking on their team and it's not like the smgs it's usually the veteran ars i just think they don't really go with the flow and they get upset when their team makes mistakes and that's why it kind of snowballs when Wait, it did kinda... you say teams in general like like oh, were you, or you did you say like how many times do teams no, do how, that? How many times? Or are you talking we, about we, this team? I'm saying how many times we watch the Vegas listening and someone yeah, yeah, yeah. one of their okay, ARs yeah. is fucking tweaking. Because I was like, so, I was like, so, I was like, if you're not gonna say how it is, like I will, because you and, I thought and, you said teams I'll, as I'll in like multiple further, teams. Bro, like I, I love Clay, but Clay's had this problem on other teams. We saw this when we listening with New York the last couple of years. Sometimes they're just they're just he's just a little bit too tough and like shit happens on a map, sometimes it's out of your control. Talk about it after and when you start tweaking, everybody's kind of getting off kilter i think they need to stay on the flow and get in the flow state mm -hmm. and i think they do a better job in some of these hard points instead of letting this map get away from them i know that i oh, wait anyone in chat that's cooking ben is i agree really with faded i agree, I agree. Ben. like yeah, I agree with this ben is too. coming from a formerly toxic player i had to learn the hard way if you're gonna if, if you're gonna call out like you're fucking depressed all the time in a game like it's not gonna do your team any fucking favors period you should he like obviously like uh, i want success for the guy and i, I love clay and I, I still think he's a great player but he at times just needs to do a better job of uh you know just taming his emotions um i feel like donnie although he can sometimes be like that too i think he's a prime example of someone who's toned it down a bit um he used to be very very like emotional yeah. in game but he's definitely been a little a lot more reserved so if anything he could probably I mean, clay can probably pick something well, up from that i get it man i get it though I think, like I think it, a lot of it's, it's just like mid-map stuff right like i don't care if a teammates tweak it after a map because they're pissed off about a play or something that we we practiced or we didn't do because the reason why clay gets annoyed is because he's a perfectionist and he wants everything to go perfect and they go over it probably every day in scrims and they go to the games and they make the same mistakes so frustrations start flaring which you know is pretty understandable from clay's part but i definitely agree with you guys that keep it composed in the middle of a map is really important because if you start yeah. sighing or start even the, even just the tone and the way you, you say things it could just it could just affect the mental in the middle of a map it could just change the way somebody reacts in in, in the middle of a map but Especially coming from like a veteran personality, like you need those guys to be the backbone. Like they need to keep the youngins composed. I know, like, and no one's trying to say where it's like I'm not saying that he's fucking toxic, or right? it's not an insult. It's just something that like positivity goes a long way. I mean, he's a winner, bro. Keep, I mean, you got to keep the fucking faith, bro. And like, they it, and and it's not like it's been a recurring theme. It's only happened recently. It happened in their London match. I called it out when it happened in their London match. I called it out when it was happening here, and I was like, oh my god, they sound like the, like they sound when they were playing London. And they ended up, you know, taking the map too, which we're going to talk about here soon. And they ended up being able to regain, but like th that, this could have just got out of hand so, so quickly for this team.
Yep, and then we get into the Mercado Search and Destroy. First round, Ultra, they're going to do a typical A rush. I mean, this is pretty much all this map was, which is A rushes. Um, as we run through it real quick, we get into the next offense. Standy does a great job. He's going to get aggressive uh, over to bottom green. He's going to find one. And then Standy, he's also going to get aggressive here and finds a couple more kills to end this round. You can see one guy, he's going to be chilling on the head glitch. He's going to get tagged up. And as that happens, Standy's going to fly and find a big two-piece. So big round coming out of Eli there. We hop into the next round. Same strat, right? Mercado S&D doesn't change much. Uh, hit through bottom green. Throw the tax over. Kleenex, he's able to find the first blood. That's going to open things up. Ultra able to get the bomb down. They end up going up 2-1. I actually like the play call here from Vegas in the fourth round. They're going to switch things up. They're going to go to the B side a little bit, and they're going to use their numbers here. Danny's actually going to have that bomb. And inside, he was making the plays. He was he was here early. He was able to make the comms to, to his team. But you got to give it up for TJ and Donnie here. I thought they played this 2v2 really good. So it's a 4v2 situation. Uh, and then you can see everybody falls. TJ finds two. Big two-piece out of TJ. 2v2 situation here. And this is where things get a, get a little in interesting. I really like the play when Donnie jumped down here and, and, and switched up his look. Because they knew he was up there. And he switched up the angle a little bit. Because TJ, he's going to be down here by himself. He's going to find one, gets traded out. But because Donnie switched up his angle, he had no idea where he was. So I thought that was a really good play from Don Donna um, right there. So shout out to Donnie. Temp. Uh, then we go into the offense. This is where Ultra was actually breaking some ankles here. So they do the same thing. They rush over to the A site. And I would like to see uh, teams do this more. But you see them get the kills. And it's a 3v2 situation in favor of Ultra. But I like the decision-making here. It's just that mid-round adjustments. They end up wrapping this bomb all the way back. So you can see Ultra. They're going to take the bomb. They're going to start running in the opposite direction. They're going to start making moves over to B. And they already have a guy mid-map. That's Jamie who's waiting for there. As soon as Vegas realizes that they're breaking ankles and they're going to B, Jamie's got the whole cut. So they can't really go anywhere. They get another kill. And then what do they do? They double back. They double back to A. They catch Danny in the open. Uh, thought it was a fantastic play from from Ultra right there. Just breaking ankles, keeping Vegas on their toes. The Toronto Ultra special, Tom. Yeah, no, breaking it's, ankles. It's, yeah, it's a special right there for sure. Uh, and then we get into uh, the si the seventh round here. I thought this was interesting. I thought this could have been clutched here, but unfortunately, he doesn't get hit by the stun. So you see, Standy, he throws the stun out, but it doesn't connect. And I don't know if it went behind the wall or what. But then Standy, he's gonna get on the bomb. Hixie gets him off the bomb and is able to stay alive with his life. So just an insane clutch right there. What happened to his stun grenade there? Uh, I think it went towards the staircase, like behind him, like around the corner. So it didn't connect. But also just something of note, um, the bomb was planted in a spot where if the guy overextends tunnel, um, he can kill him, but he can't directly see him from tunnel. So it was kind of unnecessary for Donnie to be super overextended. Um, he might have had a better right. chance of trading him if Hixie, if Hixie picked his shots wrong. Yeah, because Standy's stretching the bomb right now. You can't see it through from tunnel unless you push um, out tunnel. Yeah, exactly. So right here, Donnie should know, like, shimmy tunnel, tunnel. you have that timing now to check your left and make sure, you know, nobody's pushing there. I, I agree with you, Chris. Right there, Don, Donnie probably should have... He definitely shouldn't have pushed Tunnel there. He should have backed up and just looked over him. Um, but it was a good play from Hixie. He's able to get one and play his life. So fantastic plays. Uh, and then we get into the next round. This is just another A rush from Vegas. They end up getting over towards this A bomb site. Um, they throw the tags over. You can see Hixie. He was actually the one guy that was there that was going to disrupt their push. He finds one. 
but he's instantly traded out by Donnie Temp, and we're here in a 2v2 situation as well. You can see Scrap. I think Scrap wanted to push up there and help his teammate, uh, and he ends up getting caught there. So Jamie left in a 1v2. He's all by himself. He's in the, uh, He's going to fall from Donnie up top, uh, and then we go into the 4v4 round, which I thought was a great round from Vegas. You can see the bomb's going to go down here, B-side, 3v3 situation. It's a retake here. Anything you would have done differently, Chris Ben, if you're Toronto Ultra, they end up losing this round. Vegas were able to retake this. Uh, do you think it was a setup? Do you think it was just a good play from Vegas? Because Stanley just walks right up the back alley and kills a guy right behind the wall, and then he finds two. Last guy's Wait, up hold top. On, hold on, back up. Pixie was just sitting on the bottom yeah, what, the entire what is, round. What is just... doing, brother? Yeah, yeah I, don't, just... I don't know what they were doing, uh, they, what they he was doing. Pop. Yeah, I mean, he, he could play anywhere else but he's doubling around with they could have just turtled into the yeah. into the tin site like him being out overextended just did him nothing yep i think i think right here after the bomb goes down hicksy should 100 percent play his life here get back inside close the doors and corner up with his teammates they have the bomb from tin they could see it so i just feel like getting maybe playing tighter here would would have helped them because Standy ends up just like he, he finds they also the have they also have this door open so like if, if hixie let's say were to back up and play the counter if that door's open he can see the cross from the alley to this like dumpster mm. or and he's on he's also watching the door so they have like a setup right there where they play off that information and then the guy up top obviously is getting the information mid and then they late peek and react off all the all the like you know the timing and the crosses so i i know hixie was just sitting on the bomb and that was just not a good play <laughs> yeah even even back alley i would like to see insight get a little bit more just like aggro here like just not not like he doesn't need the challenge but throw a shimmy like throw a shimmy back alley throw a shimmy mid like stay moving you know like try and get some info because i don't i don't like how they're just able to just waltz up back alley you know like they kind of I, I agree with you but i'm pretty sure hixie is looking at mid and insights watching his dark essentially so like they're watching two things and they just left an opening um that is, although well, I do after, agree with after you. bomb goes down though i mean hixie's got to pick up his own dark or play his light you know what i mean like there's just too yeah, much yeah, going yeah. on there's just yeah i agree with you nobody yeah, should be like, able to run up back alley like that i mean there's no reason for him to be staring at mid when he can do it from a safer position by the way if he goes back inside the building and he cracks the front door open he can stare at the same mid alley and be protected um there's just no reason for him to be staring at alley. Most people aren't going to just run up the fucking front door, right? Or like up the mid alley. They're going to retake from the alley dark or they're going to flank. Like mid alley is the, like the least prioritized thing in mm -hmm. that. Yep. And then the last round, I mean, again, it's just Mercado, right? They hork their grenades over. They throw the trophy down and they hit green. I mean, we've seen this time and time again. Uh, this is definitely the the most more consistent strat of Mercado s and just running at this A-bomb site and horking your tax. Uh, and that's what uh, Vegas Legion do. They end up winning this one. Six to four, great map out of Vegas. And you end up winning that last round pretty quick. Uh, so good A push out of Vegas. See, TJ was able to get a couple kills in that last round as well. Um, he continues to do his thing. And it's Andy Standy, 12 and six in this one. Donnie Temp, eight and three, great maps out of them. On the other side, everybody negative except for Hixie, who's positive or uh, even. Uh, any final thoughts on a map too, guys? Thought it was a good map uh, again from, from Vegas. So they look good in the search. Uh, really good map out of Vegas. But overall for the teams, I feel like... Um people need to hit the uh the drawing board again with how they uh defend a the spawns got pushed back a lot so you don't get that frontal spawn anymore which makes it easier on the defensive side to actually get across yeah. uh maybe throw some pre-nades over the alley and a lot of people know how to do that on the defensive end uh run tack mask maybe and, and just like try to get across because a lot of the time the nades will overshoot now because people um aren't throwing them properly 
Mm-hmm. Um, there's just a, people just need to revisit how they attack that site from the defensive end because it's a lot easier now to actually get to the to the building. I, I, I think it's like probably playing middle more and just trying to get one blood. And if they get bombed down, at least 4v3 retake. I think just kind of like the way they're playing it now, you're just never going to get that first kill. They're going to lay bomb in a 4v4 and it's going to be really hard to retake anyway. Yeah, everyone's just kind of like playing way too reserved nowadays on that site. So, yeah, well, no, no. I'll say the optics series is also a good example of how to play defense, but we'll get there. So Yeah, we'll get there uh, as we head into the expo control. The series is tied up at one uh, ultra. We're able to, uh, actually Vegas, we're able to hold on on the defense. Again, it's just this A point that's giving teams uh, just a struggle. Teams are just really struggling to get this A point. I know, Ben, you were talking about it a little bit during the watch party about the best ways to break this point. Just because if a team gets pushed up here on this left side of the map, it is hard to get these kills. You were thinking to maybe play through mid-alley a little bit more and making those guys useless in the cubby. Uh, I mean, what do you think by that, Ben? If you're listening to me, because you're looking I, down. I, I, my, my thing is that I feel like the part of the problem of challenging the bottom side of the map, if you're looking at the minimap right now, is you have to clear so many corners and slide angles. I feel like because you can also cap the site from that blue box on the outside of the little hut, like the whatever you want to call this thing, uh-huh. uh, just taking the inner side, killing the guy's top glass, getting those guys in the block to chow you, and then you have a really good lane to spawn kill people. So it's going to set up a really interesting meta. If people start doing that, you're going to see a lot of teams try to retake uh, from the bar side and wrapping all the way back. But I think that's probably easier than trying to like take the time to go through the far side of the map and like clear all the corners. It just we've we seen uh, a lot of teams try and it just takes fucking forever. Think, Chris, this is that? the this is the same concept as the hotel bed thing, dude. Yeah. Wrapping back with the majority of your team is essentially useless. And I'll tell you why. If you actually try to wrap back and the team is playing it properly, you're just like wrapping back through this open street and getting cut from so many lanes. Not only that. You're just the team, the enemy team is just spawning close. They're spawning on that snowy area down by the fire pit, like next to the hotel. Mm-hmm. And you're just doing them no favors. It's essentially the same thing as hotel. I think the best way to retake this personally is you have one guy slow play your base and kind of just like see if he can slowly work up maybe towards like the back side of the restaurant area, like maybe not overcommit to the guy that's holding it. But then you just have the rest of your team pinch and you try to get control of their top glass and force those people that are around A to start peeking. Or or you try to get control of the cabin snowy area, which will end in turn spawn the enemy team on the back side of the hotel on the like maybe top right side of the mini map. Like it's it's kind of a weird lopsided like map, but you know what I mean, like the top right side. Yeah. And you'll spawn people there, and then you kind of just converge from the back in the front end. Your goal is essentially to block the close spawn and then like bait the people away from your a spawn and and try to get it that way. I feel like that's probably the best way. It's very difficult though. Um, I mean, I've only played ranked, but even in ranked, it's fucking annoying to break this a site if a yeah. team just keeps funneling up your a street. You know, it was a good uh, a good round from Vegas. Is again, they just keep pushing out like this lower left hand side. They push out that mid lane and ultra just weren't able uh, to secure that point. So, great round coming in from them. Then, at the end of this round, I thought this was hilarious for the eight point. Um, Got to yeah. find exactly where it was. But Eli, he ends up jumping on the rail here and working a team somehow. Oh, it was right here. It was right here. So, Eli, he gets behind him on the B point. He's working kills. That's two dead. Eli's going to jump up, look at somebody. Number two, I think it's Hixie is going to try and shoot Eli, but he ends up shooting his teammate instead. <laughs> then Eli's teammate picks up his trade, TJ, onto Hixie, 
And then that opens up the complete gap <laughs> over to the eight point. I mean, this that was insane. Did you see how that all played out? Like, that yeah. was absolutely nuts, bro. And then after that happens, they're able to get onto the eight point. They work some stacks. I think Ultra were able to get in here and make it a little bit mixy. Uh, I definitely, and then uh, they only needed one tick, and Vegas just come off spawn and just mow them down. Uh, and we're able to get this uh, this final tick. So, really, really good round from uh, from Vegas. Thought that looked a little trolly right there, but I like that up Vegas, especially after they got the two ticks. They stayed aggressive off the spawn and they just flooded it, worked some trades, and were able to lock down the expo control on offense. So, fantastic plays there. And then this is kind of where things get a little bit interesting here. We go into the uh, third round. Scrap, at the very end of it, he was able to find big two pieces here. He was mowing them down. He was the one who got them the dub on this one as he was able to find a couple kills here towards the end of this round. And again, it's just that eight point. Vegas, they made this one. This one got a little scary. I mean, Ben, we'll bring you in yeah. here. Toronto Ultra able to bring this into an overtime. Uh, do you think Vegas was maybe trolling a little bit? I feel like they should have closed it out on this defense here. But they let this one get away from them. It could have got yeah. a little scary. Could have got. They still won the map. Could have got scary, though. I mean, it seems like they lost track of Toby. Like, they weren't looking for him. They had no idea where it was. There wasn't anyone trying to go find him. And then when he died, it is wrapped middle. And again, what we talked about, it like they were able to sort of play trade from there and win. So um, I don't know if that was a comms issue or they just kind of wanted to get in their what setup. What was the round where... T where um, Two piece from scrap here, by the way, to break the eight, uh, break the eight point. Was it this round or the next round where, like, they didn't kill the one guy on the point behind the little tree and we were like saying trade him in the watch party and like the guy couldn't see him because uh you know what i'm talking about uh is it this round yeah no i think that might be is it the uh, next one yeah it might be the next one or the overtime maybe i'm not too sure but i, I, I know remember, what you're talking about what tj basically, was basically vegas fucking trolled that round and i was like oh no they lost might have been this one um no i think i think they were on a i think they were on a defense when no nah, they were uh, they were on an offense they were on offense oh they were on an offense because yeah, um, they lose this it was this round Okay, so we go into the fourth round. Again, Vegas able to get the a, uh, B point pretty quick. Uh, and then this is where things get interesting. Right there was insane. You can see Stanley, he was able to get on the point. There's two guys for Vegas on that point now. I feel like there maybe... I see what Donnie's trying to do. And Chris, I heard you talking about it in the watch party. But when you're snaking those front boxes there and they're coming from top windows, because those guys up top have the angle, they have the height... Snaking, it's stone shit to snake it. Yeah, snaking doesn't really do anything. Like it did because yeah. of the angle, it just you kind of get shredded. You can see Donnie. Just stay down, stay down, and peek one of your left and right angles prone, and just hope they like don't see you on that box and wall, and like they just give you a freebie. The yeah, snaking, and then Clay is also looking technically at those angles. So like they just had this whole like side of the map like completely open, and then it just like it's right turns here, into by this. The way. So oh, right yeah, here, this. right here, I. I I do agree that TJ might not have seen him here, but you know he's on the front side of Hill, bro. Like, you know he's here. Now, I don't think TJ can just jump out because maybe somebody's got his cross, but I definitely think Vegas should try everything they can to trade this final guy, man. I mean, that's 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 a clean wipe. Last guy is one shot on the point. Even if the guy on the point just throws a shimmy real quick and kills him off the point real quick, uh, but then he risks dying, obviously, from yeah. the guy on top of the they were lagging, so. by the way, which is... That's what he was saying. Otherwise, he would have gotten the trade. We tried oh, to get okay. a replay of the round. Legit started skipping for 20 seconds. You guys are tweaking. That snake is OP. We were lagging mid-match. I promise you, I'll get three there. No lag. 
That's what he said. They're lagging. I don't think it's that OP. They just have they they can shoot through the top corner of the box. Like you know, like they like the box is like this. They can shoot through the top corner of it. So when you snake, if they just pre-fire the angle that you're snaking at, they're probably gonna kill you. I mean, regardless, um, I think that, way, that last final guy just needs to be traded. That last quicker. final guy needs to be traded. Yeah, because like the guy's on point. If he's if he's in the showers, there's only one place he could be on the front. If if he just like looks at it and the guy overpeaks him, he's gonna get a free kill there and probably wins them around. Yeah, and I, I'm, I'll be honest. I mean, Hixie completely bailed him out. I mean, Hixie went absolutely insane to save that point. Um, yeah. and you can see he, he he ends up doing it again as well. He's dropping back. I mean, they just had a hard time killing him. Got to show Hixie some love in this round because he was going absolutely nuts uh, over towards the A side of the point. You can see that, that when he was contesting and they didn't trade him out. That led Toronto Ultra to the victory of this round as we go into the overtime. Fantastic plays. This was hilarious, bro. This map or this round was absolutely insane. So we hop into the overtime. It's Toronto Ultra, honestly, who get a really big break here. Uh, if you're going to cap A, doing it off the break is, is definitely a way to do it. If you could get a clean wipe off the rip and you can work a full stack, you mm. can get that eight point quick. I definitely think a lot of teams are going to break off A initially. Yeah. Um, I've, seen, I mean, a, I've seen a couple teams, I think, like actually go. I think Vegas has did it once this game. I can't remember. Going B is cool because a lot of time you'll get it for free and you'll have a lot of time. However, getting control of this A spawn is very difficult to get, as we talked about earlier. And I think if you break off towards A, as long as you don't go four dead and give up control of the bottom left side of the map where that spawn is, yeah. you're going to prevent them from blocking it and essentially spawn your team closer um, towards that side of the map, so giving you more opportunities to hit A. Um, so I think at least hitting it off your breaks is probably... Um, your best bet at getting A most of the time. Yeah, so now Vegas are left in a situation where, you know, they have to hold this B point for like a minute and a half. And I thought this was hilarious. Clayster, he gets pushed up after a big two-piece. Boom. Banks a frag grenade off the wall. His teammate goes down. Boom. Two dead. But don't you worry, because Clay, he comes off spawn. He takes a long route, and he makes up for it, ladies and gentlemen. There's one. There's two. There's three. It's Clayster. Who's able to find three kills. I think he also <clears throat> spots this last and final guy over here, too. Backs him off as well as he pegs him with a frag grenade. But fantastic plays out of Clay. After he, he gets that three, out. he now bailed him out. Over, basically. Now, after Clay gets that three-piece, 30 seconds left. Vegas just keep the pressure on him in the spawn. And there's so many random corners up here by, like, this top lobby area. There's so many different spots. There's so many corners. so many crevices. There's so many things to hide behind. This is absolute hell if you're Toronto Ultra. And obviously, their lives are slowly dwindling down. Vegas put so much pressure on their spawn that they were able to dwindle those lives down pretty quickly. So, Vegas were able to win a control. Ben, what are your thoughts after the map three? Vegas finally take a control. I know the expo was probably a little bit of a troll from uh, Toronto Ultra or what? Um, I, think, I think letting it in, yeah. Um, or maybe they should have just banned hotel and force expo that way, but... Uh, you know, for me, when it comes to Vegas, you know, Clay has talked about how, you know, it is an opportunity for them, the new map coming in, they can kind of get ahead of people and find maybe one bread and butter control map because for them so far this season, Fortress has them in the map, Asilo has them in the map, Hotel has them in the map. So one to watch for Vegas, man, going forward. If they get the mastery of this map and get a little bit ahead, going to open up a lot of win conditions. For I mean, them that eh, no, I don't think any, so most of the teams that are good, um at control or usually good at control because they were good at both of the maps that were standard outside of fortress control um this being in the rotation this being good for them yeah it's cool 
if they're playing a weaker team that doesn't have another control leg to stand on, but versus like the top teams, I don't think that they're going to make this mistake again. Un like until Vegas can win a hotel or a silos or multiple of those, um, you're probably not going to see this map in for the rest of their matches, unless the team is just horrible at one of the other game modes. Yeah, that's what I'm um, thinking. Also, before we move on this map, I'm going to defend Clay here with that nade. From a person that plays, the, the the throwable physics in this game when it comes to bouncing off surfaces is so fucking ass. Uh -huh. The amount of times I've thrown a nade at a slant, it's like a slanted wall, and instead of it bouncing off like at a diagonal like corner, it comes back and it hits me in the face. And I'm just like, dude, this, <laughs> these fucking nades are horrible, man. Well, to get into the map number four we get into a fortress hard point i mean toronto ultra had rotation to the first three hills i mean they start on good side they're able to get some good time on a p1 and p2 going into the p3 they end up blocking a lot of time here i think vegas was able to get in for a split second but toronto ultra they build themselves a little bit of a lead and then we go into the p4 rotation and this is where vegas i feel like maybe a little bit of a mistake here they had them pinned but they end up getting broken here. They don't realize that Kleenex gets out the spawn. They didn't They didn't uh, trap him properly. And you can see Kleenex. He's able to sneak out before anybody from Vegas gets there. And I think Donnie reads it. He knows he's there. But he just kind of gets bad timing with that L trigger. He's end up going to fall. So Kleenex, he makes a good play. And, and that's going to open up the map right now. Toronto Ultra. Everybody from Vegas needs to dip back. <clears throat> they need to try and get these kills out of their spawn. And that's going to allow Ultra to rotate in. What do you think? A little bit of a troll there from Vegas? I feel like that's a hard point. They got to keep... Toronto pinned in this P3 here, and they got to hold this P4 hard point here. They didn't set this up properly. You um, yeah, I mean, it's just the whole the whole map. They just struggled to hold hills. They just kept getting broken. They kept trolling the rotations. Toronto was doing a really good job this map of like, okay, we might not be able to get to the next hill first, but at least we're going to maintain the favorable spawn for it. So when the hill eventually does pop, we're not going to spawn across the map and we can instantly re-break while they spawn further away. Um, they played the they played a lot of this map really patient, uh, Tom. Yeah, no, the, yeah. and right there you see Kleenex. After he gets the kill and, and Toronto were able to flip it, I mean, that's where they start to build their lead a little bit. And then going into the second P2, it was just another, another rotation where I thought... Vegas, they they, they kind of gifted Toronto Ultra, and I'll, I'll go and replay it, but we're going into a second set. Ultra, they're chaining the P1 to the P2. They're looking to build their lead here. In my eyes, what I'm thinking right now is if you're Vegas, just play through front, use your tags, like try and contest this, make it white as much as possible, but don't let up on those P3 spawns. Like, P3 is such a money hill. I feel like you could get there early with trophies and set up. You're setting yourself up for a full 60. They end up pinching this out. You can see Donnie with about 35 seconds left. He starts to make plays towards the back. He's going to kill Scrap. And then you see those spawns. They instantly start to flip. And then right there, I was like, hmm, I don't know if that was the like best the pinch, play. Yeah. I don't know if I really like the pinch there. Because the minute the minute they hit the back there, Ultra now, they can keep this hill white. They can fight it through the front. And on top of that, now they have a rotation over to the P3 hard point. So, so the pinch is not ideal. Um, I don't think it's the best play. However, his teammates need to not engage period yeah. until he is there and either gets one or dies because problem is is he flanked and then he ended up being the last person alive his whole team died um whether they engaged or got engaged i i didn't really see but they just cannot die period so yeah not the best play but also you gotta put some fall on his team there they just cannot chow that yeah so that was just and then toronto obviously um things get a little scary vegas they were able to make it a little bit mixy but somehow ultra we're able to get into this hard point and lock down some time. Vegas, they get in at the last second. 
Um, and then obviously we go into the third P1 as we go into a third set of rotations. This is where things always get mixy on Forge's hard point. Um, I thought Stanley made a fantastic play here at the end of this P5. Uh, going to the P1. So you can see number six on a mini-map. Stanny, he's top maps. They get that kill mid. He's going to back the guy off a of close. And I like that he gets pushed up at the bottom R here and just plays his life. He stays alive. He knows that he's so big here and that he can't die. They can't. They His team is currently in a spawn trap. At this point, all he wants to do is slow play it, play a kill, and stay alive. Because as long as he stays alive, he's going to flip those spawns. And that's exactly what happens. Stanny makes a play bottom R. He finds one. Picks up Scrap. I also think Scrap needs to hold right there. Right there, when Scrap comes off spawn, I think he should chill. Scrap's number one, especially when his team, boom, spawns dome like that. Now it's like, okay, my team's spawning out. We got a guy in hill. They got to be coming from R or P2 side. I think Scrap should slow it down here. What do you guys think? Instead of trying to push through hill. What, what does the guy on rails do? Does he hear him and then jump off? Oh, he just, yeah, he did hear him. Wow. So yeah. yeah, so so Stanny gets one, then he okay. goes back, he leaves the guy in hill, and then and then he, well scrap starts shooting. I mean he starts shooting on the steps. And he starts shooting yeah. there. He probably just it was probably just a miscom or something, or maybe you read the situation wrong, but it usually all whenever, really fast. It all happened really yeah, fast. Usually when, whenever you spawn up there, if you're the only guy on that side of the map, you just have to pin your back to the wall because you need to block that P1 spawn. If you if you're the only person there, it's just it's just it's literally the only play to make. Yeah. So. It, it, it happened snap sec. I understand why it happened because they can win off this hill, right? Like at the end of the yeah. day, like they want that they want the spawns, but if you can shoot a guy in the back and they collapse, then they're gonna force Vegas to have to gamble of like how how do we commit to this hill not get flipped out for new how do we find a way to win yeah so. but it's also like the thing we were like praising them for doing the entire map was uh the thing that they almost didn't do at the end that yeah. it could have it could have got that it could have got out of hand so um either way they close it out um no really ultra, good map uh, out of her, I, I was gonna say ultra just have really good discipline in, in the hard point yeah, they just usually. always stayed ahead of rotation especially on this map i mean they, they had a good start and then i feel like after just like a solid start they just played the game like falsely like they kept their fundamentals straight and they just kind of pretty much kept their lead. Like, Vegas is trying to fight back. But definitely think those P3s, Vegas got to go back and look well, at those. I think, Tom, one thing we haven't talked about with Ultra is they're the best Game 4 team in the entire league. Uh, they're 16-8 and eight now in Game 4. So they've done a good job responding to tough Game 3s to force a Game 5. And another Game 5 record has been a little bit iffy, and we'll get to that. But... How many Team Bs do they have? They are higher. They're well, actually, these are coin flips now. That I think about it, right? Yeah. In the group stages, I was gonna say, I'd be interested to see how many uh times those series they're team B. Um, because if like they're a good game four team and they're getting team B a lot, you gotta think their fourth map is like their pick every time and they're just they're just winning their pack. So their pick, so it could be kind of a fugue stat, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Where I, yeah. But you're you're but it's it's less about the picks and more like the composure down to the being down map three. Now, talking about composure, we get into a game five and. I think even before we talk about some of the plays, Tom, I think it is, you know, people talk about what's the issue with this rocker team. I don't think they've been a bad respawn team in this stage. If you look at the stats, it's pretty good. But after this map and the way they lost, mm -hmm. it is unacceptable that a team won a major like this, and they're now 1-7 in, in the next stage in SND. They're now very much quickly climbing down the ladder in SND, and I'm not really sure what the issue is because they're not really getting blown out in these maps. Well, I mean, Vegas, they start off hot. This was the one round that Toronto was able to ring, uh, win early. And honestly, the B point was just wide open. Vegas tried the blind counter A. They didn't send anybody B this round. So Toronto Ultra was able to get a free plant. Uh, and they were able to tie it up at one. After this, 
I mean, this is just where things uh, get a little, uh, you know, uh, sketchy for Toronto Ultra. We start things off in the third round. Hasty's able to find the first blood. But then it's Standy and Clayster who are able to bounce back with two kills of their own. And then I just love the heads-up play from Temp here. I thought Donnie made a great play. He reads that they're wrapping back. They know that Toronto off this B plant. They know that Vegas is going B, that Toronto's going to wrap back. And Donnie, he takes advantage of it. He's going to pop the dead silence, push right through. And he's just going to flank these guys in. He can see all the back door. He can see anybody rotating through side. He's going to pick up the last two kills. So just great awareness from Donnie to recognize where Toronto is on the map. Uh, and kind of how they're playing that one and kind of using his teammates over at B. You don't need to be close to your teammates on a map to work with them. And that's a perfect example right there, right? Like letting them go to B, playing a little late flank. He knows the timing's great play. Then we get into uh, the next one. Okay, Chris. I was going to say something um, about the stat thing. Somebody came in my chat and said, T Ultra have only been Team B set five times this season, 17% least in the league. So if anything, Ben, what that says about um, their game fours is they're really good at riding like momentum because usually yeah. their controls, they win the majority of them. I think they have yeah, like the best control record. Control team in the game. Yeah, so yeah. like I feel like these guys are a very momentum heavy team if you actually think about it because they're winning a lot of the time. They're winning the other team's map picks. Um, mm. if, if, if they're winning a lot of those map fours, that's kind of nuts. Yeah. And then this round gets insane, bro. So Kleenex is left in a 1v2 with bomb down. All he needs to do is uh, not allow Vegas to get the defuse. And check this out. TJ's going to hop on a bomb. I like the little wallbang spot from Kleenex, but TJ's stretching a little bit. He tags him up, but he's so one-shot that he needs to be careful with how tight he throws those shimmies. Because if he shimmies out too wide, Donnie's going to trade him. That was a lot of bullets there on a TJ, man. That was a lot of shots. I mean, I we, can, one shot. Yeah, we got to go back. We got to go back and rewind Especially that shit. right here. Especially right here. I mean, he hit him. He hit him with a few shots there. After. Wait, go back to the initial. Go back to the initial. I, we got to count these. We got to count these, bro. All right, let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Yeah, let's go back. Let's go back to the initial here. So let's go let's, back to the initial shots, bro. Let's, this let's, is interesting. Let's rewind it. Okay, we'll go back to the one. We'll go back to the point five. How you doing? So TJ. He's going to fall, right? Or no, sorry. TJ's going to go for the bomb. It's Kleenex by himself. Let's see how many shots Kleenex puts into this guy. So TJ, you see him inching up. First, Kleenex tries to shimmy and get shots on him. He's not even there. Try to predict the bomb defuse. And then he tries to obviously wall bang him here. Yeah, no, I can only skip 15 seconds at a no, time. You're good. You're good. You're good. Take so your time. It's okay. It's I, wanna, I actually want to I actually want to count how many he did here. So one, two, three. He hit like three shots, like three solid shots there. Yeah, that's three for sure. And then I think he's hitting through the wall too. Nah, I think he's hitting through the wall. That's four. He, he got some that's four. There. That's four, maybe five. You know what's crazy? It, he, it, he it looks eat. like he it looks eat. he did eat, but like at that range, the Vasm obviously is gonna kill that hard, especially if he got a uh a what wall bang but i think donnie like hitting him caused like flinch for him to like miss like more than he probably would have maybe I, it was donnie good. did tag him donnie was on him he was definitely tagging him up so you know kleenex obviously had to throw some really tight shimmies he couldn't just y chow and, and tom uh, before we before we move on so it's three to one right now right three to one don's got this streak about to be four one this is a really uh, quick round but but, yeah. but not even before the four one don had this streak for how many rounds after this he had, I mean, three. yeah, but to be fair though, if you're Donnie, you're, you're, you're just winning round after round after round. Like sometimes call it playing around a streak can kill that momentum. Like they probably just don't want to change that as they started to lose rounds. As yeah, they, they started to lose rounds. You should have called after it. After they like, started to lose a few rounds. Yeah. I definitely think they should have got the, the streak out a little bit earlier, but I can understand yeah. why he wasn't using it right now. 
just because everything that they were doing was was working it's but. not easy to get street kills on this map so i understand that but the info would have been really key but like my point was like it was we watch these map backs watch these rounds back like he had a, opportunities to call streak it and held it until the last round which i think once they got I, th I think once they got up to five bro they just use it on a deep like on an offense and the reason i say on offense is because most of the time the defensive team if they have a trophy it's always going to be the guy playing in bottom bed like mm. that's like the only place people use trophies on the defensive end yeah. no one ever throws one in b no one throws one top bed top flat mid no they put they put it on bottom bed so that they, they can watch the cross without getting spam nated and spam stunned down there yep. so that trophy is automatically just going to be irrelevant to any streak so you're either going to catch somebody out mid or you're going to force them to run indoors and they ended up doing the exact play that I'm talking about literally in the final round, which ended up working, but you got to think like they do it a little bit earlier. Um, they yeah. may be able to close out something like that sooner, or at least I don't, I don't know. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't really like the fact that they, uh, they held it either. And then Standy with a fantastic clutch and he starts shooting bodies. And I think everybody's like, Oh no, he's shooting bodies, but you know what? They're up five one. So, you know, even though he's shooting bodies, there's no way in hell that Toronto ultra bring this back. Uh, and that was not the case at all. This 1-5 map ends up going all the way down to around 11. Uh, start things off in the first round. I thought Hixie and, and, and Scrap, well, not the first round, but the first round to start to come back. Hixie and Scrap, they shut down the beat push here. Hixie's going to get one. He's going to put some shots down into another. Scrap's going to find him. And just like that, we're in a 4v2 situation. Make that a 1v4 and Clay's by himself. He goes to the last second. He's not going to be uh, able to do anything. Then we get into the 2-5 round. This is just a, a, a default 8 push here. You see Ultra. They get aggressive. Kleenex, man. He made the play. He got through the bedroom. He didn't see the guy standing top catwalk across him because he had a free kill here. Um, but as you switch, he didn't see that guy up top. He gets no aim assist on the rails. He's going to fall. And just like that, Toronto Ultra were able to get the uh, the bomb plant down. So Kleenex, he goes rogue, but still a 3v3 Wait, situation. Donnie was, the one with the Donnie was the one with the shriek, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so remember I said I was like, yo, they, I was like, because you said they would have, it would have been nice for them to streak. They couldn't because as soon as Don, Donnie died, when when that guy flanked them, yeah, 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 he died. They couldn't call on that. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I like the next play. It's a good counter to like camp bed strat on the track. Um, I I I tipped that obviously he got traded, but they were able to win the round after that. I think they overcomplicated this though. Um, I said during the watch party. Uh, but they have a streak, and what are the only places that they're going to be safe from their streak? Their side of the map or B side of the map. Mm -hmm. They're not, or like if they try to go mid, they're going to be streakable. Why do they not just do a standard setup where they do the one guy kitchen, they do the one guy uh, hot tub or mid, like spotting it, yeah. and then they do the double setup bed. Like just prevent them from getting, like they have to play bed denial and and um, like A bomb, like cross. Hey, like if they, they let, they let them get across bed for free. And that's like their, that's their win condition is like, if they can get bed for free or get to be and just like overwhelm the guy, mm. that's their win condition on these rounds with a streak in the air. Yeah. So why not play for that? Like to stop that win condition. User they just, them stacking mid right there was just kind of, uh, not the best play in my opinion in that round. Yeah. And then we I'm get joined. Nah, it's Ben. He's lagging. He's fixing his stuff real, real quick. Oh, um, but then we get into the, the, the next round is the three, five round. Now everybody's saying three, five curse. Uh, honestly, it's just ultra. They're just working picks. Down. Ultra works some picks here on the defense. They end up slow playing it. I like the play that TJ tried to make. They're down a man, so I think he should just try to get active and try and make a play on the map. But Toronto Ultra, they sniff him out. TJ can't go anywhere. And then, of course, it's a 4v2 situation. 
Donnie, he's left by himself. They get mowed down on the site. Boom, boom, bada bing. And then everybody's sitting here like, oh my God, Ultra's about to do it. Then we get into the next round. Ultra, they're going to take this bomb over towards the B side of the map. TJ just got get caught sleeping a little bit here, man. I think he was just YY. He throws the stun out. I think maybe he panicked. They didn't really see them. And he had his knife out. He ends up getting caught. Wait, hold on. Wait, pause. I want to see if we can see TJ's silhouette from his spawn he said that he had an assault rifle and when he ended up swapping to his knife and throw or something or throwing the stun he had a sub in his hand he tweeted that that's what he said I wanna, yeah i want to see if there's a place where he could see a silhouette and see that he had a sub if he had an assault rifle that here days if he had an assault rifle here and then threw him with stun and had a vaznev after that i would be absolutely that would be absolutely mind-blowing bro if that's yeah actually i don't know happened. i don't it's kind of hard it's way too wow this guy's fucking camera's gone bro now the cameras are all fucked up yeah he's he's lagging out his internet's terrible he's all over the place he said he's gonna reset his internet and come back so get a len in the chat oh, wait, he said it was troll he was trolling len productions oh never mind oh he was trolling oh okay i thought he was User dead serious there's no way bro. he was dead serious oh my god <laughs> I thought he was serious, but we go into this final round. TJ gets the knife out. Ultra is able to get the B bomb down. You can see here they start playing some corners. Vegas can't really get on there. And just like that, we're going to a round 11. Round 11, Chris, I don't know about you, but I love the play call. Or I love the play call here from Vegas. I think Donnie called it and Eli kind of backed him up or vice versa. But this is where they end up using the streak. They call the streak here, and off the streak, they end up playing through mid, which makes a lot of sense. If you call a streak, nobody's going to be standing around mid-map or, like, mid-hot yeah. So I thought it was a really good play. And then you can see Toronto, after the streak, they try and rotate back. Scrap finds one, but Standy with the big plays is able to find two. And just like that, it's a 3v2 situation. Vegas get into the B-bomb site. Love the streak usage. Wait, there's a lot to unpack here, though. Can we go back? Like, I want to stare at the. I want to see the arrows because, like, well, I will, like I'm everyone. I'm pretty sure a lot of us were kind of just like watching the POV because it was so like insane, right? Like, yeah, no one was watching the arrows. I want to see what like the Toronto players did whenever they had to like. Okay, the the streak popped and everything started popping off because it was actually a. Uh, like it was a super mixy round. I doubt a lot of people were looking at like the arrows. Yeah. Well, so they get through here. They're ready to bust out the back here. Hixie and Scrap. Okay, they kind of solo child this. They get one. Hixie what happens looked lost. here? Hixie looked lost right there. Oh it looked my. like he didn't know what to do, what to do there. <laughs> you know what's funny? He's probably tweaking because literally Clayster vaped literally in the air and drew and no way. made a nuclear, a nuclear fucking cloud of vape smoke <laughs> in the back of their spawn. And he couldn't see anything, bro. You could see on the screen just a giant fucking cloud, yeah, bro. Yeah, nah, I mean, Hixie's in the dust, bro. He is in the dust. Like, look at this. He's literally in black smoke, bro. Like, you, you can't see anything. No, look at his pop. What is this? I got this? war zone, bro. Fucking war zone. Yeah, nah. I would lose absolute composure, bro, if if I was in the in the mist like that, bro. Clayster needs to put the least to stop vaping, bro. Actually, it helped him right there. Dude, Clay literally blew fucking fat clouds in his spawn. And you can see Eli letting him have it, throwing up the L's, telling him to sh uh, the the. Sh and then you got Donnie Temp cheesing, as always, laughing. Having a good time, uh, and then the struggles for Toronto Ultra continue. I mean, Ben, now that you're back, I mean, yeah. Vegas Legion, they're able to clutch up the last round. They used the streak flawlessly. I know you wanted to see them use their streak. They used it in the last round. They do a good job with it in the last round. Yeah. What were your thoughts on the series as a whole, man? What's going on with Toronto, man? 1-4 to finish the stage online. Not good. It's, That's, you know, they well, play again, right? Or do, do they play again or no? No, they're, no, they're, no, they're done. But uh, I would say for uh, Vegas, obviously, almost through this map, 
Sandy in the post-game interview said that it was his call to hit middle there off the streak information. It was a respectable counter-adjust based on the fact that Toronto was playing those two twos at BNA. So I tipped that mid-round call from Vegas. And for Toronto, man, once again, they lose a heartbreaker search. It's such a weird issue, and I'd love to know from them what's kind of preventing them from winning these searches. Because the respawn hasn't been too bad, but they just keep they not they just cannot close out or get ahead in these SNDs. And it's now eight out of seven out of eight that they haven't been able to win. So Gonna be a loser's bracket start for Toronto. Let's see if they can make the run. Bro, you want what's insane? Standy Louis hit fucking Scrappy with a Fortnite L dance after the loss, bro. Oh, he literally dead, he started hitting the emote That's wheel. That's not like, right, bro. He, he yeah. just started doing Fortnite emotes. Like That's not right at all. Um, I was waiting for I thought Pat was gonna be here by uh nine o'clock. I mean he sh he should be here, right? He, he, said he, it. Might, he, he might have to deal with with X to find stuff. It is a beta weekend for them, so he'll join when he can join. All right, we'll let Pat rock on the uh, on the X Define. You guys played it all? You guys played X Define? I thought I thought it was a lot of fun, man. People are addicted played to it. A, I played it a while back, but I haven't played it this uh, this beta or whatever. I'm probably yeah, gonna I'll play it this the... uh, this tonight or something. Maybe I don't know. Yeah, I played yeah. one of the previous sessions, but I haven't had a chance to play it this weekend at all yet. Yeah, no, nah, honestly, a lot of people <laughs> been been grinding it, bro. But let's get into the next one. Uh, shout out to Slay. He's doing his thing over at X Define. Um, you know, if he if he gets here, he gets here. If not, it is what it is, man. Slay is a very busy man on Fridays. Um, but we should have him for the rest of the weekend. Let's hop in to the next series. We got Optic Texas going up against the Los Angeles Gorillas. We start off on a Fortress Hardpoint. I have no idea how. Mercado, S&D, LSC, Control, Hydro, Hardpoint, Hotel, Search, and Destroy. I mean, Ben, we'll start with you on the vetoes. Anything that caught your eye? I mean, right away for me, is why the Fortress for LAG? Yeah, it's like, would you rather have picked Hotel in this situation based on the remaining maps? We do know that LAG is pretty solid at this one. We also know the Optic's been absolutely cooking people on this map now for a minute, so... Interesting decision, but either way, I think we all thought this was going to be a DoorDash challenge, and yeah, I lived up to that. Yeah, Chris, any thoughts on the vetoes or, or anything? I mean, pick your poison. You're either playing them on Mercado or Fortress, both undefeated on both. I think uh, LAG had some opportunities to maybe swing this map in their favor, but ultimately uh, Optic was just too much for them. I, they, I don't think there's really much to talk about here. Nah, um, especially in the uh, first... Just winning uh, another hard point. Yeah, I mean, especially on the first map. I mean, this one definitely uh, got away from, from LAG. And honestly, they, they were doing all right off the rip, but it starts here. LAG have a rotation here over to this P3. I'm thinking, okay, LAG can lock down a P3. But Shotzi just completely dismantles their whole team. Uh, he takes down three. Not only does he take down three, but he's able to play his life and stay alive here and wait for his teammates as well. So he almost turns and burns on the Joe Deceives as well. But fantastic plays coming out of shots. But yeah, I mean, I think, Tom, there were opportunities for LAG early to maybe get an advantage in this map. But the way the optics been playing hard point now, if you're spotting them a 40 or a 50 point lead, I know that that's one hill. They're just really good at managing the front end of the games. They do a good job of not getting put in a continuous blender on these P5s and kind of uh, working their way from sort of a damage limitation aspect, and they kind of see this one out in the second rotation. Yeah, and then as you see, as we get into uh, to the rest of this one, I mean, going into the to the second set, optic, they stayed ahead. They they rotate over to this P two hard point. They're able to lock it down. One person I really want to talk about is Hook, man. I feel like Hook has been unreal for Optic Texas, yeah. man. I don't know what it is. I just feel like Hook is hitting his form, man. Like he's he's getting to where he was. We know the ceiling that Hook can hit. Like we know this. And we know he's had some inconsistencies, and I think that a lot of people don't realize how much a camp or, can affect your play style, like, around you, you know what I mean? I yeah. feel like Hook with these guys, he's definitely getting comfortable, man. He's hitting rhythm. Uh, and LAG got rid of this guy for free. 
Didn't they just let yeah, this guy walk for free? They let him walk for free, Tom. And you got to think with this. I think there's two things going on here. One is, you know, Elephant in the Room is obviously a lot of fans that want potentially Optic to pick up pride in the offseason. So I'm sure Kyler's feeling it there. And two, for this Optic team, they're hungry, man. They got second last event. They didn't win. They were playing well. They thought probably they should have won. They still have a chip on their shoulder. And I think this camp is using that to get the new levels in this major. And hopefully it turns out for a major victory, at least now or in major five. Yeah, we could go into the listening with LAG, but to be honest, they were getting kind of pissed on. So we're going to hold off on a listening there as we go through the rest <laughs> of this map. Um, and then you can see how Optic was able to win this one. I like how they were able to play this flip uh, over on this last and final hill. It's actually Alec who was able to find a few kills. But because Shotzi was able to play his life art, one guy's going to get the back spawn, Ghosty. He's going to get the P2 spawn. And he's going to slow play. He's going to find one. He's going to play his life, and I love how Optic, they get out of that dome spawn as fast as possible, and they flip the spawns on their way. Shotzi, 30 and 23, 22 and 16 from Big Brucey. Uh, again, don't know why LG played him on a Fortress Hardpoint. I feel like every time we watch Optic play Fortress Hardpoint, this is just their playground. Like, they just run around on this map and just get the job done. They're a really it's the same thing team. on Mercado, though. Like, both those maps are kind of uh, iffy. Like, I feel like they just, you just have to pick your poison with this team. Uh, the one thing I will say, though, about Hook is he's been playing better and better every stage. I said this while watching, you know, pretty much every single one of Optics matches. Um, he's just been improving. Like, his ceiling's just been, like, rising and rising. The one thing I will say is he's got to do it on land. I think he had one really big standout series, and although they all contributed to, the, you know, them getting to that grand final at their major, um, Hook was probably Hook and Ghosty. I think were probably you know on the lower end of the consistency factor in terms of stat in, in terms of stats. So uh, we need to see Hook have these pop off games on land. I think if he can continue this form that he plays at online with the rest of the team playing well, um, these guys are in contention to actually potentially win an event. Like I don't think I don't think any of us were saying that you know prior to their major. Um, we were all kind of iffy on that roster. Um, and then they came up to the major, they turned up, and they've really been able to find their form um, ever since then. So hopefully they can keep this up because uh, they look like they're in a in a good spot going into this next tournament. I'll say, Chris, I just looked it up, looking at just major three stats. Collar stats are actually pretty good. He he had uh, second highest engagements on his teams at a 103 in hard point. Uh, he had a, a 1.1 search, second least first bloods, but he was definitely active with at least 0.75 kills per round. Yeah. Control is where he struggled. He had a point nine, um, but I would say that Dan was the one that struggled statistically. I think Kyler actually played at least. On the yeah, back yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm more so thinking about like the way he's playing now. Like this oh, is like level a, right now. Bro. Yeah, that's why I'm saying stage, like it's like uh, it's kind of absurd. Yeah. Like if he's keep if he can keep this up at a land event, and like bro, these guys are literally like dude, they they can't lose hard point right now. It's yeah. looking too and, good, and it's, and it's key because I think that they're looking like the best that, team for sure. They're, they're looking like, I think, the, the best team if they can make this happen at land. I mean, they still have stuff to work on, but it's nice when you know you can just get out 1-0 in a series and you kind of front run and play your best tactics from that. And I also love the way the Optic push him up and watching this Mercado SD right now. We talk a lot about, like, different ways you can play a defense. Yeah, sometimes the team hits a house, they use their aggression, but I like when they retake middle. I like when they use the wall bang spots. I like when, when Shotzi kind of plays lone B and flanks through. They have a lot of different looks they can do on defense, and I think teams should copy strats a little bit more i think a big key um as to why optic has been having a little bit more success on their defenses is a lot of people they try to race into the house optic instead of racing into the house they suffocate it they get people onto the onto the bomb site they make sure nobody hits tunnel and it hits the blind spot but once they get onto the actual b site um they kind of let the people that are in the house do their thing and bait them out of it and i feel like uh they, that's why they're 
pretty good at defense at the, on, on the A side of the, the point. Yeah, map, sorry. just to go into the S&D a little bit, love the snipes from Alec off the rip. I mean, he, he pulled out the sniper, uh, and he was just letting it sing, man. Uh, he was not missing uh, with this snipe, and it's not often you see Alec pull the sniper. I actually think he gets an entry here onto this B point with the sniper as well. You can see him uh, on a menu at number seven. He's going to rush up to the window, and boom, how you doing? Alec coming in hot. He's going to get the entry, finds another one to end the round as well. So fantastic plays. And then we go into the 0-2 round. Uh, scroll through this one. It's going to be Optic, who rushed over to this A point. They're going to get an instant play. LAG, they slow played it. They tried to go for a deep pinch here to try and break this A point, uh, but didn't really play out for them. Alec actually gets a pick, but I like the plays from Optic to push through dark here and pinch these guys' tunnel. Because that's just going to open up the map now. Now they can do whatever they want. They can pinch behind them. LAG is going to have to be on their toes. So not to, uh, not only did LAG get the uh, the intro and get the first kill, but Optic were able to make something out of it in the 3v4 and, and, and get aggressive on them. I like when they make a, they, they waited to make a play. You know, their teammate goes down, they're down uh, in numbers, and then they try and make a play off of it. So fantastic job there. Then we go into the fourth round. This is a 2v2. Got Assault and RCs going up against Ghosty and Hook. The bomb's going to go down B. And Optic Texas have to retake. Let's see how they're able to do it. They work through dark. They work through back alley. They're going to open up the door, and that's when Kyler's going to make his move. RCs is up top. He gets really bad timing on a guy in the back. Ghosty finds Assault. And just like that, Hook, he's able to find Alec. I think maybe if Alec kept holding that back door, maybe that was a round that could have went their way. Tom, I, I think I think Assault rolled this. I, I just don't understand this setup. Like, Alec is in the windows where he can snake, and he's the one watching Pinch from upstairs. Uh -huh. I don't I don't know about all of that setup. I think Alec's <laughs> the one. But you, you, you like Adam playing that fucking deep corner? No, I mean, I think they're both just at fault here. Um, as soon as Hook opens up that door, that's like 18, 19 seconds. They're getting into the point of no return in terms of like, like they need to draw out like five more seconds max. If the guy's not already on the bomb site, you got to think they jump out and they get the kills and the guy doesn't hop the site. Um, they probably should have like double jowled something like they double chow either like somewhere around the bomb and they hope they get a kill. And then they, they, you know, the guy plays off the one B one and just runs away or they got to hope they jump out and catch the guy diffusing and just kill the guy that's watching over him and then kill the diffuser. You don't, they, you don't think you're going to hit the, the vicious snake when we saw bands do it later on in his match. You don't think you can, you can hit some snakes and get some information there. I mean, yeah, maybe you're excellent. I mean, shot it, but I like, I, I think they, the info would have been really key. There. They just the, had to do something together. The guy on the bottom of the of the of the bomb was just the guy at the bottom of the site was just preaming a door, and then Alex started tweaking. I think he probably heard some sound cues or something, but he's just upstairs, just didn't know what to do, and they, they just had to cheese. do they just had to do something together. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and then you can see Shotzi in the next round. I mean, Ben, this is where your frustrations Bro, this come. This is what we talk about, dude. Why, I why mean, why do I feel like it's the only player that's like. He, he has a confidence because, hit because, because, because Bennett, the, just a wuss. Uh, the reason why it's not about people being wusses, the, the reason why Ant gets away with this is because he knows when to do it. I mean, when he, he knows that LAG is going to be stacking, and at most, unless LAG is playing for like a B counter or they're going to try and like pinch around, like there's not going to be anybody here. At most, there's going to be like uh, one I'm guy. I'm telling you, Tom, we watch this map all the time, and I have been complaining since like day one of this game that I feel like this team's just, if you watch. The amount of times that teams are just going to not watch the pinch because just committed the pressure at A, and you can just push through, it's going to be so... There's so many times. And I, I swear that he's one and maybe a couple of people maybe that do this, but Ants 
just known for just being aggressive through a B. I just feel like teams got to do it more in this. That, that's a thing that he's like a staple for. Like it's, just, and- I get, I, I get, he knows how to do it, but like you gotta, you gotta assume at some point you kind of just read that they're gonna, you know, either flank or like start being progressive at, at doing something. They're kind of just all sitting back playing a team shot. And hoping for a sniper pick, and yeah. they get you know they get shot in the back. They pay hey, look, price. Look, look, look at this round from Brucey, bro. <laughs> he just goes nuts in this round. I mean, he doesn't even headless the truck. He just jumps out like a maniac uh, and tries to get a play. Actually, actually gets a hit marker on him uh, on a guy right in the chest. So that was a little unfortunate. He gets the hit marker. Alec gets the snipes back. Lag counter the mid rush and just like that, it's a three v one situation. Dan goes here all by himself. He's going to go down. We're tied up at three. So you guys can see these rounds just going back and forth. When we head into this round, Optic, they're going to throw those tacks over. Alex got the snipe. He's going to go down. And Optic, they were able to get that A-bomb down. And it was Shotzi again, who was just working this mid-tunnel area. He was able to uh, get a couple kills. And last one up was Joe Deceives. He falls. We go into the, to the eighth round. Uh, this round, love the Eagle Chows here from Ant. He spots the guy in the corner. Going to throw the stun out, and he's not going to waste any time. He's going to pounce on him just like that. It's a 4v3 situation to start off the round, and Hook is going to get aggressive on the other side. So Shotzi and Hook playing aggressive, playing with confidence, are able to make it a 4v2 situation. Who goes there? Mr. Pat. Uh, Ew, no way. The Slayer made it. You made it to the flank. What's up, going, Pat? What's up, man? What's going on? Oh, you know, Tom, just busy, busy. Uh, Congratulations uh, on a success. Congrats, man. Yeah, it's it pretty successful. It's a beta, successful beta, beta, man. It was successful beta for sure, and it's still going, huh, Pat? Yeah, we're going till uh, April 23rd, the next nine days, I think, now. And, you know, I think a lot of you got to see what I've been fi finally been working on. And, hey, Tom, like I was telling everybody in the chat, they didn't believe me, but, hey, just like about everything else, I'm just early, Tom. I'm never wrong. Oh, What's dude, your fucking you headset, gotta man? switch your headset, Slay. You gotta your fucking switch headset. <laughs> not to not to gas <laughs> you because I speak, fucking bro. hate gassing you. But like, listen, you got a lot of. I mean, listen, myself included. Uh, I think I think what you guys are doing over there is great. You got a lot of the content creator base, at least from the Call of Duty side, like gassing the fuck out of your game because I think Call of Duty is a really shit spot right now. It has been for a couple years um, on the multiplayer side and people have been looking for something that is refreshing. I think you've done a good job of uh, capturing the uh, the Call of Duty fan base right now. Yeah, I appreciate job, it, Chris. And the game's we're, fun. Rust, we're moving different. And this this is just a, just a closed beta. We still got a lot more in store. Well, Pat, thank you for joining us on the show. You actually came at a great spot because LAG are able to push a round 11 against Optic Texas here in the Mercado S&D. And man, was this round interesting. Shotzi hits a Kobe grenade across the map. And then it's the Optic Nissan that's lit that literally blows up in the middle of the parking lot. And it's a 4v2 <laughs> within 15 seconds. I think uh, got a history of that, bro. I was on the receiving end of that before. It's That's the tough. it's the car. It's it's. <laughs> it, it, I don't know what happened here, but the car just randomly blew up. And LAG, after a nade and a car explosion, 15 seconds into the round, they're already sitting up? at a four v two. Sure, no problem, Ben. I, I want to see the nades that they throw off a spawn to hit deep alley like that. What are they? They line these up. Uh, they just hork them, bro. They hork frags. They hork, hork frags. Straight off a of Wait, actually, yeah. I want to see where they, Everybody where did does they get this. the kill. Can we see where they got the kill? Is it the A one? They got one, but yeah, they got one back alley, which is a common nade. That's a common grenade. Yeah, Everybody that's what I'm that. saying. Wait, 
when we watched the Vegas Toronto, I was like, hey, yo, if you're not going to defend A, like, what, what's going on? Are you I don't know what happened there, nades, though. Like, I don't know advanced. how the car blew up. I have no idea how that car blew up. Wait, yeah, hold on. I they, no, where, I, hold on I, who nade that? Can we go back? Let's see the mini map. Somebody threw a nade from mid somewhere. Bro, even if he, where did he work? It had, well, it had to be Kyler. Kyler was the one who got the kill. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. yeah so, no, look at, so it's number three. You see him on a mini map. Does he hork one here? Oh, is it here? Bro, he legit doesn't throw. He legit wait, he doesn't does. throw. He's throwing your, wait, what? He does not throw a grenade, bro, and it just blows. Like, I don't know what happened, bro. I don't know what happened. Was it a hook grenade? Listen, Kyler's no, just no, different, bro. He threw it late. He threw it late. Oh, he threw like, it late? Yeah. Kyler chucked that bitch from deep? Okay, JP's in the chat. He said Kyler no, chucked okay. it from deep. Uh, yeah, I don't know what happened. Dude, Kyler must have just hit an <laughs> insane grenade <laughs> right there, that's bro. Insane. That was an insane throw, bro. That was a Brady throw. LG to, to battle on this map and then get died at two nades right off the rip of round 11. And you're just kind of fucked, but yeah. And then obviously we go into uh, uh, we end the map six five. We look at the score. We go into the scoreboard thirteen and five from Hook. Jesus Christ, eleven and seven from Shotzi. They have been the ultimate duo these last few weeks, man. They have been really playing well together. I mean, any final maps uh, or any final thoughts on a map number two? I mean, Slay uh, Optic with a three zero over LAG today. Are you impressed or not really? Um. No, Tom, I'm not impressed. Uh, these LAG guys are just doo-doo. Um, they're, they're, they're out, in my opinion. There's no champs for them. There's no redemption. There's no bringing it back. Okay. Uh, and Optic, obviously, was not going to not win this series because they locked up number one seed, correct? I believe they did, Pat. No, they, did. they, they, they didn't get number one seed? Because they play Boston later this week, and if Boston win both their matches, uh, and be as a tiebreaker. Who does there. Boston play? play optic and then i'll tell you who they're 14 they play they play new york so if they okay win both, so optic has locked seed. up number one seed Jesus. i don't think so they have not locked up number one seed <laughs> wait hold on wait you know what's crazy this is the first time pads basically saying optic are about to just win everything and you guys are just being like nah now we're the ones like contradict like you know what i mean we're the ones throwing the shade <laughs> pat's the one literally gassing up optic here I mean, I'm not throwing no shade. I think Optic look really good. Well, you good. know what I mean. You know what I mean. Like the last, that's the one. That's the ones like saying he's they're gonna they're gonna go undefeated. I spit I spit nothing but facts, Chris. I'm just I'm <laughs> I'm unbiased all the time, and, and people just struggle to to you know deal with that. He's never okay. wrong. Just early. Yeah, for sure. um, but LAG, we get into the control. We get into an LCL control. They actually get a good breakout. They're able to get that B point uh, pretty easily. And then, uh, it's the A point that they're left with. Optic do a really good job clutching this up. It wasn't enough because LAG ended up winning this round anyway. We kind of see how LAG was about to win this round. And Optic, the swarm comes in. The green wall comes in and the pinch is there. Optic were able to break it. I thought this was an opportunity here where Optic might have been able to win the round. They just need to win these fights here. It's going to start with Hook. He's going to fall. And then you can see LAG. Love how they take some routes here. Instead of just hitting through the front, they end up pushing through mid. They go around through checkers. And they end up trying to break Ben. We were talking about this thing. Kyler maybe should have played a corner there and just hid and let yeah. them run by him, especially with the time. Like, use the clock to your advantage. He's going to fall on the pinch. His teammate falls around him, and now Ghosty, he's left by himself on a hill with Shotzi, and they're the only ones there. And Assault and Exceed are able to close this one out. Hook, he's able to get to the point, but his teammates are spawning out. LAG get the cleanup. They win the first offense. It's big plays there. Uh, and then we go into the second round, and it was Optic, who were able to get A initially which looked more like a normal LLC, uh, LLC low round. I get A, uh, and then it was just LAG. They end up going up 2-0 uh, on the defense here. They just do a good job holding top AC. They hold middle control. I think this is the one time where Optic was able to get some kills 
and get on this point, but they don't have a lot of lives left. Bruce, he was trying to do everything he can, and LAG were able to win the defense and go up 2-0. So, LAG, they go up 2-0, but it doesn't last very long for them. As we go into uh, to the third round, Optic were able to hold on defense. They're able to win one. Let's go into the listening with Optic Texas to see how the boys are sounding in the defense. This is the first round they won. It's the first listening from Optic on a series. So let's tune in and see how the boys from Optic Texas shant. all righty so that's gonna do it for listen now you think the boys sound i thought they sounded pretty good what do y'all think they sound pretty good but the amount of times i hear dan ghosty say kenny hill is killing me bro i get the comp i, I know kenny, i wonder what kenny did to oh, him up there kenny what did them, kenny bro? do to them can't they just call it the hill bro can they stop <laughs> kenny hill kenny hill kenny hill yeah he's back kenny hill no he stop kenny hill i'm like dude dad holy and, shit. And, then, and then one thing i noticed with optic going into the next they win the defense they go into the offense one thing that they kept doing was just die even with no kills they just kept doing this they just kept jumping onto this box. And I, I don't mind the play because you're forcing LAG to jump <laughs> out, right? Like, that's I think that's the goal here is, like, get on the point and make LAG panic. Uh, and it just seemed like every time they did it, they would get, like, a kill or two. But LAG was able to to hold on strong. Do you guys like the play there from, from Optic? Um, Maybe? Okay, so the they simple strat. They did it a few times. They did it a few times. Yeah, the simple strat They're here doing is... It again. You get number four, you get not number four, but you get an AR on top of the pool stairs where number four is. That guy essentially has the entire cross to your right side. He can see the keg alley tools. And he basically is a guardian angel for the guy in the box. The problem is if you don't have the right side pushed out. The guy in the box can easily get shot or the guy can push out the vans and shoot him through the box or flank him on the right side. That's a good play if they have the right side pushed out. If they don't have the right side pushed out, it's probably not going to draw much, um, you know, ticks because they're just going to shoot you in the side. Um, mm. But yeah, I mean, I, th I think that's that that's a good play. It's just not when they did it. Yep. I mean, they're doing it again right here, right? So it's going to be Shotzi this time. He's going to get on the point. Exceeds that to the only guy in the pinch. I mean, if Opta can just get this guy in the pinch, they're golden. I mean, I don't mind it. If they get on the box, if somebody's looking over, like, these back stairs area, like, if you get a clean wipe, you could get somebody on the box, you could get somebody on these stairs, kind of like where Brucey is right now. You can see the whole cross and everything. It's really easy to lock down this B point. So, I can understand, I can understand what they're trying to do. Uh, Wait, is this GA'd? Any pros in chat? You know you guys can cap from the left side of the god boxes? So, you know, like, most people sit behind them, Tom, like, the stack of boxes where they kept going to? Yeah. You know you could sit on the left side of it and, like, hug it and, like, capture the fucking the point 
like the left can, side oh, of, on the left side of the yeah. box yeah yeah yeah, yeah i knew yeah, that you I can actually that. sit on the left side of it it's kind of in the open your left no, is it's exposed not but, though i don't think that's yeah because you would you would essentially just be taking that gunfight but it would stop you from getting shot from the right side like i said because they never had the ac in the right side control um so i don't know it could yeah. be it could have been the play in that scenario either way they were just i think they were just desperate to try to cap and they they couldn't get these guys out of the out of the ac side of the map so they were just trying anything to make them tweak and they just never yeah. bit it they never bit dude they never did yeah and then one play over here uh i saw from ghosty i mean granted they still got the eight point they still went around right here though i think ghosty needs to hold this bro like off this kill like ghosty should literally dive to like this rock here or like this hut and like keep them here he ends up hitting the back button here. He, he runs backwards. So he's, he can even play that head glitch right here. Like the head glitch right next to him. Like he can even play the head, the little box heady on the wall. But instead he ends up backing up. And it kind of gives himself bad timing. And it just allows LAG to just run out. Especially uh, with a teammate he, coming behind him. I feel like with a teammate coming behind him. He should just keep holding this here. You should back up to the radio or the rock, Tom. And then I don't know if he, <clears> he didn't have his trophy yet. I don't think so. He wouldn't have viewed it at the dog. No, I don't think he should back up, Ben. I, I think, think it's the opposite. Back, I think him backing up is fine. But yeah. he needs to just play the site. Like they know he's in there anyways. Like just play in the site, have number four come in and look over you. Like he could have, like the number four could have either ran up the rocks and got an angle on like the mound, mm -hmm. and then or he could have gone to like the party metal stairs and watched over him. Dan just needed to play his life and like maintain the central control because number three obviously has got B. Number two, um, he kind of had bottom pool, but I think he, they just get bad timing and they they just run up the site. I mean, so. personally, I I don't think he's a run back. Two dead. You got them pinned. You know where they are. They're they're literally in the spawn. You have a teammate filling in behind you. I mean, sit on the main heady here. It's literally a god head glitch. It's so hard to kill people off that head glitch. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm not saying necessarily back you know up. I mean? I'm saying play the point, whether he's playing the box or like just anywhere, like off angling inside yeah. the actual like control yeah. point. I mean, it's, it's nitpicking, but it's like little things, you know, because they could have pinned LAG back here and won the game in 20 seconds, but instead LAG get onto the eight point, they capped the eight point and now optic, they got to hold for another minute. Um, you know, obviously optic still won the map, but you know, little things like that. I think, I think right there, Dan Gosey should have kept them pinned. You know, the, don't be scared to the challenge. You know, he's a good player. So he's just keep him pinned and he's got a guy coming up behind him, and they got two dead. So um, he ends up turning around, whatever. He gets some bad timing. LAG were able to get onto that eight point. Then exceed. Same thing with exceed. I did not like this play. I didn't like this. He does a great job getting up here. He gets up here. That's two dead. But where are you going, brother? Where are you going? Stay up there. Stay up there. Keep watching these guys on the cross. He ends up tagging these guys. And I'm like, okay, if you're going to jump down and tag them, at least get on the point. At least stack the point with your team. He doesn't even do that. He looks like he's undecided. He tries to go stack, then he gets stunned. Then he tries to dip back. He tries to turn around. Just indecisiveness, man. Like, pick something. Are you spawn killing? Or are you stacking? And I, I think, definitely well, I think, think the most. He did, I think he did nothing, Tom. I think he the most unfortunate. He should keep holding yeah. this without a doubt, bro. He I think he should have played the hill and like late jumped up after like he regen because the players on the point would call out if a guy went top mound. But the blind spot that he had that he obviously didn't account for is the fact that somebody's gonna flank around the bottom side of the mound where the or the Kenny Hill, um, as Optic like to call it, huh? um, and he ends up getting shot in the back from that angle. But yeah, I think he should have like just finesse that area like a late comeback late peak jump back up late like just play off your teammates information like play off like you get this first blood all right they know you're there but like they have to cross this sideline the only sideline that they Snake don't have it. is the back yeah just play off their contact 
Like, I agree. Watch your back. Play off their contact. He like, should have stayed up there. I, I thought LAG could have pushed it to a map four. He should have stayed up there and just held the cross and just trusted his teammates there. I mean, he had two or three guys pinned. And at that point, you just slow him down by doing that. And then you just allow Optic to, to get pushed up. And honestly, it's Hook who saves the game. So you can see a couple players go down for Optic. Hook with a big two-piece in a corner. That's a trade that LAG needs to get. But Hook's not letting it happen. Picks up the scar. Finds a third. Hook. 33 and 27. This fucking guy called game, bro. Hook just called game. They got the CSGO spray transfers, bro. He literally beams the guy out the window and in the same spray, doesn't stop shooting, kills another guy jumping in front of him in a trade. Like, yeah, Hook dropped nearly 40 in the control and then headed into a bots lobby after the series and started shooting some bots. I mean, this guy's literally twisting. Nah, there's no way, bro. He did, they definitely, he definitely did that for the content, bro. I don't know if it was a troll That had to be for the Shotzi content, bro. There's absolutely no way that this guy's shooting bots bro like oh man yeah but uh you see optic they went 3-0 to go with the final score well i don't know what happened to bruce he might have liked that or something but any final thoughts on the series gentlemen any final thoughts i think <coughs> optic looked really good i think lag again they just like little mistakes little things they just never feel like they can never close like some of these series but i think optic are looking like one of the best teams in the game right now what do you guys think i think they're, they're who i, I want to gas them i do all the time well, who is their split who is their stage like so far who did they beat uh, optic yeah, who is they? Who have they beat this page? Because I don't remember London, every single match. New York Thieves and LAG. So they yeah, no, that's a that's teams. a respectable stage. And Boston, I, so yeah, that's a respectable split. I know a lot of people like to strengthen the schedule cheese, but they beat New York and they beat Thieves, two teams who have had you know points in the game where uh, they've looked really good. They're they're looking like one of the best teams going into the tournament, or well, not in the tournament, but in the game right now. Yeah, yeah. for for LAG, unfortunately, I think just. Uh, you know, they haven't gotten any positive momentum. I know they crashed out of the, the major, obviously, the hand issue to Alec didn't help, but uh, since then, they just winless right now. They look lost as a team. Uh, it's not looking like it gets uh, any better for them. So hopefully they can make a loser's run and make this exciting and maybe put themselves in the, the chance picture, but it's tough sledding for the team right now. Pat, any is, thoughts on the series? Yeah, is, is, is Hugh, um, he's been their best player, right? Okay. Like I, I feel like this stage, ISKD. he has been insane. Yeah. He has been, he's been probably the best player of the entire stage. Yeah. Like, he not even been, just them. He has been going nuts this stage. He's, he's been going, going crazy. He's absurd. Why do you ask, I mean, Pat? I was just curious. I mean, that that's typical out of him because obviously, you know, we, we had obviously talked about... Um, you know, his performances a few stages ago and that they were looking to replace him so i mean he's massively turned it around so uh just shout out to uh shout out to kyler yeah shout out to kool-aid uh, man he's been doing his thing sam as the highest overall kd but i mean sam's been pissing too he's another I, guy he's been frying. i will say this sam's been frying but but kyler's s and d kd right now is insane this is, this is real this is real chat i'm not making this up through like the the couple of masks they played, he's at two point four one right now in search. Yeah, that's insane. That's which nuts. Which is like nuts. So. <laughs> Especially I, with I, how many searches he's played. Yeah, that that's that's crazy. But I think for optic, you got to feel good about your team right now. They got one more match to stage, and they just got to pull up to Columbus and execute what they're doing. If they do that, they're gonna make it to the grand final and probably win. So just translate to lane, and you should be good. Yeah, and we hop in to the next series, the final series of the day. We got Atlanta Phase going up against the Minnesota Rocker. We got a Hydro Hardpoint, Mercado SD, Expo Control, Mercado Hardpoint, Hotel Search and Destroy. What do you guys think, man? Anything on a Vito's? Ben, I, know, I thought you were saying something during the watch party about the it, Vito's. There's another series where, so we saw Embassy and Fortress get banned. That left Hydro, 
Mercado and Hotel. And I was very curious why Minnesota picked this map. I think they were thinking that FaZe wasn't confident on it. FaZe hasn't played it since stage two. But I guess they got better because Beezy pulled up and dropped a 40 bomb by himself. They won by like 120. So Yeah, I mean, for the first map to hide your heart point, I don't think there's really much to say other than a Beezy. I don't know what the hell this guy was on this map. The amount of three pieces that I think I saw this guy have in this map was insane. I think he might have broke a record for most three pieces in a map. Um, it was nuts. And I didn't even say, I think Dylan Attached said that. Like, this has to be a record. Yeah, Dylan said that. Um, but, uh, but what? Go ahead, Ben. Go ahead. No, I was going to say, I mean, I, I don't know what you're supposed to do when a player just is a one man army. I mean, everybody else on the team is chilling. He, he, at one point, was on pace to like have more kills than the entire Rocker team. And it was just a very smooth game for FaZe, who started on the good side and just rode the sleet off the first couple of hills to victory, really. Well, I think Abizi's just, he, he's so good at just playing off the kills, right? Like, he, he never hesitates. Like, if, the, if, if, there's a, if there's two or three dead, like, he's pushing, he's going. Uh, and I think that's just what makes him so good is he's so quick with his decision makings that he's always just a step ahead. Um, and you can even see him as as we scroll through it. I mean, he just continued to fry. I'm not sure what the final stat line was, um, but going into the second rotation, I mean, it was absolutely the amount of three pieces I've seen. And then you see him, he got the streak. He's going into the next hard point, sitting at 16 and six as we head into the P5 hard point. Uh, and then again, as we're going into another rotation here, we get another three piece from Abe. He's playing these kills off old. He's able to find one on the fame, jumps out the window, finds two, jumps the corner, finds three, just like that. He's already flipped Minnesota Rocker into those back spawns and uh, Atlanta phase again, soaking up some time. And he continues to push this out on the spree. He's able to find another one there. I mean, he was definitely uh, hitting some momentum. I mean, Chris, what are, what are your thoughts on, on this map one? I thought, of, I thought of, this was the Abizi show. Look at the scoreboard you know, right now. This is crazy. Them boys were getting cooked. Like, yeah, they were. That wasn't even close. Um, no. <clears throat> ever since uh, I've noticed since they got back and they started to at least, you know, be competitive or well, not be competitive, but win a couple hard points here and there, I noticed their ARs have been soaking a lot more. Um, thus, you know, freeing up the objective from their SMG players. And I feel like that's doing them some favors uh in this stage but still still they got well, you know a lot to work on in hard point but we'll see yeah, how they, they progress they, i've noticed basically what it was i think for most situations what it is is mc's the one a hill and austin's the one hard block in the back in most situations so i think yeah. that's one leading to austin not getting <clears> a lot of damage maybe not a lot of interactions i do think as we'll see with the mercado though austin probably needs to figure out how to get in the play more in some situations just help them with some some of the trades but I mean, everybody in the team was just big chilling. And this guy fucking Abizi is out here just breaking hills by himself. He's yeah, scoring I mean, after one rotation. I still think over. Slasher needs to obviously play better. Um, regardless, uh, can't make excuses for him just because he's trying to play fundamentally correct. Um, I think he just needs to play better. Um, he's been having a lot of weird like off maps and respawn where he isn't really contributing too much, um, at least statistically. I know that's not the end all be all, but sometimes uh, the numbers are kind of outrageous. So yep. let's turn into Atlanta phase and see how the boys sound in the hydro. I saw him in the old. I'm gonna try to go on left here. I'm gonna hit a hill. I don't see him, River. I don't know, Deepak. I'm trying to help you, right? I'm going to the river. 
In the river! Yeah. Yeah, yeah, no, 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 no shot, no one shot, no one shot, no one shot. I need a pump. Shout out to the fish in the water right there. I thought Atlanta face sounded pretty good. Thought they sounded good. They got a lot of energy. Um, they were pissing on them. Go ahead, Chris. I agree. Uh, also, one thing I wanted to note um, about Slasher just before I kind of asked her because I wanted to catch myself. So that way he doesn't get mad at me. But he's also one of those players that he's very true to his word in terms of like, you know, cheesy shit in game. I know for a fact he's not going to run sound EQ. Yeah. It doesn't matter how badly he's getting shit on. He's not focused on these league matches. He knows like the position they are in going into like actual majors. So he's trying to get the best practices possible. Um, and he's probably running the worst role to play without sound EQ. He doesn't have dead silence to fall back on. He's an AR player with a trophy system. He's getting sound hoard all the time by other players. And I'm sure he's just dealing with it. So that's probably making him play a little bit slower because he has to play more reserved. And he's also doesn't have that advantage that he does on land where he just can play at an even field and not have to worry about getting sound, like sound cued. Um, so yeah. that must be tough. You know, obviously he still needs to play better, but I can imagine because even even with sound EQ, like a player like me, I get pissed the fuck off so when I get he's sound. He's not hard. using it. He's not using it. I thought everybody I'm, had it on. I'm sure that he is not using it. He's one of those people that out. he's one of those people that no matter what, when it comes to cheesy shit, he literally will just be so adamant about it. Or he's just, I'm not gonna fucking over snake. I don't care because it's fucking. You know what I mean? Like, he, yeah, you know him. Like, come on. I know. I mean, at least they're winning. But I think if a team was the problem is that, like, for instance, snaking. Right? Like, say I had three teammates who were like, I'm not snaking. I'm not doing that, this and that, this and that, but 11 teams are snaking. Oh, yeah, yeah. I You're going to lose full. Like, I, Wait, I will well, lose full. Well, I'm like, guys, you better start snaking or we're well, going to lose. you can tell. There was actually a moment. I can't remember what map it was. It might have been in the search where Austin, it might have been, I don't remember what map it was. He didn't hear the guy that was, like, r running up right next to him without dead silence. I, I know, I know what you're talking this about. Guy does, I, don't, I can't remember what map it was. We were actually in the watch party. And we were like, yo, he's going to hear him, right? And he didn't hear him. I was just like, what the fuck? Yeah, he, does, mean, he doesn't have it bro, on. Bro, look at the scoreboard here. 38 and 12. <laughs> like, what the hell? Look at the look at everybody else compared to Abe. Like, it just makes absolutely no sense. Um, but fantastic plays uh, coming in from a BZ on a map one. Any final thoughts on a map one? Any thoughts at all, fellas? No, I mean, they, that rocker got ran. It looked like this was going to be a quick series, especially after the second map as well. Uh, yeah, now we get into the second map. We get into the Mercado Search and Destroy. It was Cammy who was able to find a nice snipe early on. And I like the angles here with the snipe in the first round as well. He's actually able to predict Simp laying down up top. So he's able to find another snipe right there. But just really good plays coming in from Cammy in his first round with the sniper rifle. Uh, he was able to find a few picks on the board. You can see MC. He put some shots down into him. Cammy's going to go down, but it was actually the Minnesota Rocker with a, with a pretty clean retake here. MC was all by himself. He's going to fall. We'll get into the next one. Uh, Slasher. He ends up team killing Abizi. Again, I think he team killed Abe like, what, two or three times in the first map? Then he team killed him here in the, in the second round of the, of the second map. Uh, definitely uh, not what you want to see. If you're uh, if you're an Atlanta FaZe fan, Slasher just uh, got to watch out where you're throwing those nades. You know what I mean? But Fame, he ends up bouncing back with a big two-piece here in this round to make it a 2v1. They're going to wrap the bomb back to B. Slasher's caught in the middle of the map. And just like that, Slasher, he's going to go down. Uh, Minnesota Rocker go up 2-0. After they go up 2-0, this is where things get interesting. FaZe, they rush A. They're able to get a quick A plant down and win that round. Then on this round, it's Simp. Finds a big two-piece over towards the B side. Quick round there as well. Simp doing big things by himself over by B. 
Then we hop into these next few rounds. FaZe are actually able to win four straight here. They bang out this ace site. Last one over there is going to be Afro. He's going to try and make a play. And I think M or Slasher, he's going to get some bad time in here. He's going to run around. Afro's going to come with the chase. He's going to make it a 2v2 situation in FaZe. They're going to bring the bomb over to the B side of the map. And then this is where FaZe, again, they're able to clutch this one up on the on the, on the the post plant. So great setup here. You see MC playing tight to his teammate. As soon as he gets the kill, he's going to run up top. And there's not much Cammy can do here. Good teamwork from the Atlanta FaZe boys. That is, what, three in a round, uh, three in a row now from Atlanta FaZe. Uh, and then we go into the sixth round phase. End up falling. Abe is actually going to be the first one. What do you guys think about this sniper from uh, from MC here? From selling? Do you think this is a good snipe here? Or no? Some people are saying this snipe is ass. What do you think, Chris? I don't use it enough because I was just under the assumption it wasn't, like, allowed. Because, like, it's a semi-auto. You can shoot it really fast. But apparently it's, uh, it aims in super slow. Like, Donnie was saying it's terrible. It, so I'm it is, but, like, how often... Dude, how often are you quickscoping? <laughs> like, actually should be quickscoping. Yeah, probably not that often. But you still want to be able to aim in at a pretty good pace, though. You know what I mean? Like, you don't... You I mean, I guess. It's just, like... Yeah, I mean, if you're quick scoping, like you're just trying to bail yourself out of a situation, most of the time you're just picking an angle and hard aiming when you come around corners. I, I mean, I don't know. It's weird. I mean, if Selium's using it, bro, I trust this guy to find the absolute cheese. So, like, if he's using it, it's got to be good. He's, yeah. he's definitely a cheese connoisseur, <laughs> but as much as a cheese connoisseur, good place from Rocker in this round. They reach yeah, it big middle. Play. They hop wait, the bomb. Wait, Tom, what was that song? You were listening to cut the oh, cut mozzarella. the mozzarella. Cut the motherfucking mozzarella. You know what I mean? <laughs> this was a really big round here from uh, from Fame. Love the the love the one on one win here. If he doesn't win this uh, gunfight right here, I think they lose this round. You can see Minnesota. They're gonna hop on a bomb, and Fame is actually gonna take down Simter. He ends up snapping on him right there as well. So really good shots coming in from Fame. We go into the three four round. This is a good retake from Phase. You can see the bomb gets wrapped back to B. It's a 3v3 situation. I think Bans needs to play a little bit tighter here. I think he goes a little yeah. bit too rogue. He he pushes out the back alley, tries to get pushed out into like a little off angle to like a little off corner, but MC hands up checking it. Can you back up? Did MC like MC kept coming down and slowly preaming it? Like when did he actually see Ben? I mean he I mean he was just preaming it to see if Ben pushed, but I mean even right here, like even if he stays behind the boxer, you can see the red dot pop up through the wall um in that spot. So you gotta be careful yeah, I, there. Just back up and see did well I'm just curious if Ben. No, he just L triggered. No, he didn't shimmy. No, it, he bro. just kept like L triggering. He, yeah. he kept L triggering the stairs angle like the stairs angle. I mean, fair play. It's, it's impressive that he kept like committing to it. It's just Bro, he fucking sells a maniac, bro. Like, he, did, he didn't. He didn't shimmy. Bance never showed yeah. himself there. He was down the whole time. MC was just. He was MC just, just a fucking maniac, bro. Like, well, it was, a, it was a great opener and a lot of next year retake, which is a hard setup to break. So, uh, yeah. but Rock could get back in this one. Yeah. So they're actually gonna try and uh, Atlanta phase. They're actually gonna try and play towards B here. So four four situation. The streak's gonna go down. The problem is as the streak's coming down, Sim gets blooded with the bomb. So the streak's gonna come down. They're gonna get the info. But then after after Sim goes down, Abe tries to make a play, and he just tries to make a play by himself. And Atlanta phase, they use the street, but the round just collapses in front of them. One by one, uh, they go down. And then as we go into the last and final round, Tyler Abizi again. Uh, just take a look at the screen now and look at what this guy was able to do. He's able to get up top, finds one, finds two, jumps the corner, absolutely headshot, shotguns this guy to bed. And Atlanta phase are gonna win the second map and go up two to zero. We'll look at the final scoreboard and see what's going on. Ten and four from MC from Selium, nine and eight from Simp. 
Uh, seven and six from Abizian Slicer. Everybody positive from Atlanta phase on the other side. Bans with a good map, 10 and seven, but everybody else struggling. I mean, any final thoughts on a map two? I mean, Pat, we'll start with you. This guy, Abe, is, is calling game with a three piece. Any thoughts on a map two? I mean, Tom, this guy's been calling game almost all year for me in SND. Like, he, he just can't be stopped. Nah, he can't, can't be stopped. He, he can't, Pat. There... I don't know how many first bloods he's at now, but it's it's a lot. <laughs> I don't I don't know if we've ever seen that much from any player in any in any yeah, game he's, he's over a hundred total and I also want to give simp his flowers too you'll see in the map five as well Chris has been a very impactful search player and again I think what makes it seem so difficult to play in SD is these guys are good individual instinctual SD players are really good at taking team shots good at making mid-round decisions like I, I just don't find a weakness or see a weakness in their search game yeah, uh, on, on the defense, Minnesota, we go into the Expo Control. I mean, we've been watching this map a little bit. I actually like the way this map plays out compared to Fortress, man. I think this map is yeah. way better than Fortress. It's really a hybrid um, of, like, the pacing of Hotel and a Silo. It's really, like, it's, I feel like it's hybrid. Uh, plays play, like both. A play here from, from Fame towards the end of this second round. So, Minnesota, they do a good job. They're able to win the, uh, the off or the defense. They're able to hold on to that eight point. We know how hard it is to hold that eight point, but... I think at the end of this round here, when Fame gets pushed up, he needs to hold this here. Fame gets pushed up. You can see that phase are all coming off spawn. Fame's got the whole cross, so he can just keep laying down shots into these guys, even if he goes top window. Instead, he, he plays up top. He, like, plays his life a little bit, then takes, like, a little bit of a long route. I don't like that. I think his teammates needed help right there. I think I think Fame is in a good position where he can really annoy Atlanta Faze and really put he can put bullets into him. He can pick up kills. He can finesse his life. I just mm -hmm. didn't like that he how hard he played his life. I feel like he needs to get in the mix there more. Uh, yeah, yeah Fame, Fame, Fame already... has been great for these guys, but I mean, right here, I definitely think right there he needs to hold on to that cross there and not let them out there. What do you guys think? I think I think I think because he got shot at, he probably just assumed he was being hunted, so he tried to just like take her out. But I mean, they kind of just forgot about he him, and he was probably yeah, he yeah. was probably in a good spot to actually do something, but he didn't read the situation. What do you think, Ben? You think he should have held that there? I think he should have held that damn right yeah, there. Yeah, I think I think I think he should have held, and uh, you know, again, I I think some of this just comes down to players haven't played these maps enough in real matches, and some of like the the sort of different match timings are just not there yet, and some of the instinctual stuff. I think we'll see this. People feel a lot more comfortable on this. I think next major. Yeah. And I love how FaZe play their offensive round as we head into the third round. They end up playing through mid. I mean, Ben, you were talking about that a little bit, playing more through mid-alley and playing more through up top uh, and, and, and trying to make plays through there instead of trying to wrap back and get the kills. And that's what FaZe do. Sim finds two, Slasher finds one, MC finds the other. It's a clean four wipe. And look at those white arrows. I mean, nobody from Atlanta FaZe is playing any games here. They all jump onto this point. They get a stack. And look how fast that eight point goes up when all four people are on the point. Fantastic plays coming in from Atlanta phase, but it, it looks like a it looks like a classic Abizi simp bang out from Black Ops 4. They just literally flooded a lane and just gunned everyone and then got on the point. Yeah, no, it was well, a really I also good like that MC got on the blue box snake that obviously we don't like tipping snakes. I agree with y'all, but he was cutting them off when they were coming from the driveway side. I think it was just a really good execute from them. Uh and it's just a real I think like once you hop this three four, it's just it's gonna come down to hitting nades and we haven't seen a lot of people Grenades over and spawn yet. There's a lot more development in this map for sure. Yeah, and then uh, I thought Benjamin Bantz at the end of this one just goes absolutely massive for these guys. I mean, you can see they already got two ticks on B. They already uh, are on A. They already were able to get that B point. And it was Bantz who was, who was that guy that was able to get in here. Uh, you can see just how close, like, these guys are spawning. Like, even number eight, Slasher, he spawned, like, in that bottom right corner, like, so close to this eight point. But Cammy, he's able to get on. 
and get a guy one shot, and then it comes down to Benjamin Bantz. Bantz is going to be that guy who works around. He's going to try and be a little sneaky here, try and be a nuisance here in the side of Atlanta phase. Some nice shots into Slasher, jumps the corner, finds a BZ, and just like that, with two dead, Bantz is able to collapse on a point. So Bantz, he takes the route, plays his kills. Fantastic play from Benjamin Bantz right there. I thought that was just a really good uh, individual play there. He was the one who, uh, who, let the, who was able to help his team get onto that eight point. And then we get into an overtime. Minnesota, they're obviously left on a defense phase to get that B point. And then Minnesota, you can see as I skim through it, how they're just able to set up around this eight point, constantly pushing out that low left area, forcing Atlanta phase to OE and play through mid. And Atlanta phase, they were just never able to push Minnesota Rocker back and get this eight point. This, there was a couple times it got close, but if you have subs just like living in this mid-hut area of the map, I mean, I don't know callouts too much in this map yet, but if you just get <laughs> subs pushed up in that hut and you can constantly just switch up your angles and stuff, it is really, really hard to cap A. So really good plays from the Minnesota Rocker. They ended up clutching up the map three. 34 and 30 from Afro. Great map from him. And 37 and 26 from Cami. Want to see more from this from Cami, man. I mean, Cami's been so up and down. And we know Cammy's ceiling. We know what he's capable of. I mean, Pat, what's going on with Cammy, man? I feel like this guy, he's he was literally a superstar. Now he's just, you know, sometimes that ceiling comes out and sometimes it doesn't. I just feel like if Cammy can get back on that consistency, you know, where he's doing this, you know, every other map, I think he could really help these guys out a lot. What do you think? Uh, I agree with you, Tom. I'm actually, I, I kind of bet on that as well. Uh, I put Cammy in my fantasy lineup for this major. Uh -huh. um, unfortunately... I mean, like you said, we, we didn't see it in the beginning half of this major. And then he has stints, right? He has maps where he's like, he absolutely goes off. But I mean, I don't want to say it's just him because this entire Rocker team has him. struggled with consistency this, honestly, entire season. Um, but yeah, when we look back at like what this guy could and has done in the past in, in titles, like if he could... If he could even get back to like 80% of that consistency consistently, mm. I mean, he's he's a force on the map. So it's I think it's still a waiting game, right? We're just waiting for when that will come back. And hopefully it does. Yeah, I mean, not it's, to, a, it's not, not to make excuses for the guy, but we're also playing a game where like the AR role, like there's a, only there's only a couple players that can consistently just like pop off with the AR being like Cell, Dashy, um, to name a Scrap. few. Scrap. Like outside of that, the AR it's very hard to stand out. I mean, we're playing a low skill gap game and although he didn't have the best Vanguard season, I mean, like he was really good at cold war and that game notoriously had a pretty high skill ceiling in, in, in comparison to the last two games we played. So, I mean, he's just playing in a game where the ARs just unfortunately take a back seat. I mean, we're already seeing it phases evolving their gameplay. They're having cell kind of sit in the hill a little bit more and, and, and get away from those cuts at times and have the, the SMGs free flow a little bit more. So, I mean, it's just hard to shine in that role, bro. You're just getting sound all the time with a trophy and yeah, difficult. Yeah. I mean, I also just, I'm hard on certain people because I, I think highly of them, you know, like Cammy's definitely yeah. like a, like he's a superstar player. Like I feel like he can consistently fry if, if, if he yeah. wants to, you know, it's just about getting back to that form. It's even like Hook, right? Like when Hook was inconsistent, like one thing I always said was, well, bro, it's Hook, bro. Like we know what his ceiling is. And if he could just get back to that form, get back to that momentum, like you know how deadly he can be and he's doing it now. I just want to see Cammy like get back to what I know he can do. So just going to be paying close attention to him. But as yeah. we head into the hard point, uh, things get interesting here, man. Atlanta Phase cannot hold a single hill on this map. They couldn't hold Nobody a hill. Nobody wanted to win this one towards the end, bro. Yeah, I mean, I mean we'll, go, we'll go into the P4. You can see Phase, they're, they're here early. 
But it's going to start with Simp. He's going to die parking lot. Then Abizi's going to die parking lot. Now you got two guys left by himself. I just don't know what FaZe was doing on the rotation here. They looked like they were just like a little scattered. And it looked like they didn't know what to do. Um, Slasher, he ends up getting picked. Abizi ends up trying to go around and try and flank him. Uh, but you can see Simp. He kind of gets caught out here in the middle of the map. I just want to see Simp play tighter there. Like, he doesn't need to jump out and go rogue there. Like, just hold the cross the hill. Like, don't overcomplicate things. You should have sat on the carp. They had a 4v2 still, even after all these yeah, chows. Yeah, they were good. They, they got a blood. I mean, they, they killed good. somebody. They, good, they just took two single chows, and now they got broken. Like Yeah, two single chows. They didn't play tight enough, and they didn't really work any crossfires there. And then they ended up falling in that one. So Minnesota Rocker, again, uh, was able to break. And then we go into the P5 and Minnesota break again. You can see that Atlanta phase is there. It starts with Bantz, who was actually able to sneak up dark with his teammate Afro. Uh, two go down. Bantz is able to find one and play his life. And as Bantz is playing his life here, the rest of his team are able to, to, to get pushed up on a map. I think Benjamin Bantz right here needs to get traded. I mean, you have two dead. The last guy's one shot right outside the corner. Trade this guy, bro. Push this guy. Don't let him just sit there. Uh, but instead, nobody pushes him. He stays alive. He plays his life. Then he's able to find another one. His teammates come in for the flood, and that's another break for the Minnesota Rockers. So Atlanta phase uh, two hard points in a row now uh, where they get there early, and they just don't uh, do anything with it. They don't execute. It's good place from the Minnesota Rocker. And then we go into the P6 hard point, and I thought Bance was just going absolutely rogue in this one. Uh, he's 13 and 9 now. He's going to get in there after Afro. He finds one, gets back in there, finds two, and Bance is actually able to stay alive for, for most of his hard point as he continued uh, to find kills onto these guys. So Benjamin Bance, man, really showing out uh, for the Minnesota Rocker. He's really doing his thing uh, yeah, in the Afro hard point. Bance had a Boston Afro and Bance. Yeah, map. Afro too. Yeah, yeah Af Afro um, too. Something I want to touch on in terms of phase, I feel like something that gets these guys in trouble a lot is. These guys know how talented they are. I know this might seem weird, but they understand how good of like mechanical skilled players they are that they often will just take a chow that is just unnecessary because they just like, I could probably win this. <laughs> and it's like they're, they're, they're in a situation where the guy's at the advantage and like, oh, I'm going to take this chow and they'll lose it and they'll just throw away like a situation where they could have maybe waited for a teammate or just you know, waited the player out and uh, probably benefited. Um, they just need to watch how uh, they need to, I guess, maybe put some respect on their on their opponents sometimes when they play. I also think, Chris, that they have a problem on this map, especially on P2s as well as on uh, P6 on this map. There's one guy allowed to get three kills either on a break or rotation, and they can never find the last guy in house. And they take two single chows, and suddenly what was like a 4v1 becomes like a 2v1, and now you're playing your lives because you're getting pinched in. Like, they just don't execute this map clean enough at times and i think that's why yes yeah, sometimes they're in their flow state and we see on the p6s and sevens they cruise and they blow this map out but they play some of these mixy endings and it always comes down to like a p3 or p4 and they end up either blowing a rotation or getting broken on some miraculous piece. Uh, and this is another broken hill uh for the minnesota rocker atlanta phase to get here early cammy he's gonna go down he was the only one there it's a 4v2 situation here Fame is going to run through the door. ABZ is going to fly out. And then Af Slasher is going to chow out. And it just looks like FaZe again. Just like Solo Chows. ABZ jumps out front. Slasher challenges from the window. And they just kind of get mowed down. I don't think they need to do much there. Like, let Minnesota come to you. Get the trophies down. Throw some shimmies. And try and funnel them. But they end up getting picked. And the Minnesota Rocker turns a 2v4 into uh, a clean wipe. And ended up uh, locking down some time here as well. And disrupting the hold. Uh, from Atlanta phase and then we get towards the end of this map 
And this is where things just really start to hit the hay. Um, it was Minnesota Rocker who get there early. Atlanta Faze were actually able to break this one because they were able to get some kills off rotation, spawn a, a, a player or two out. Uh, and they were able to, to, to pinch on in and swarm this hill. Love the pickup from Simp there on the guy coming off spawn. But Minnesota Rocker, they hold on. They work the trades. They get the streaks. Uh, and they were able to rotate over to this last and final hard point uh, until, obviously, Atlanta Faze make things interesting. They were able to get in there at the last second. But Rocker, they stay disciplined. They rotate over to the next hard point. And this one got scary, man. I'm not going to lie. They let a guy run right through mid-alley and get a first blood. And it was a three dead for Atlanta FaZe. And I'm thinking FaZe might be able to do this here. But Afro finds a big kill and is able to play his life there. You can see uh, BZ, right? He wants to trade that kill. He wants to get him mm -hmm. out of there. But it's really good place from Afro to stay alive there. Good yeah, job there. They, should, they shouldn't have chased that kill. And I think number eight at one point, who was it? Slasher was watching mid and he kind of had like a bad angle and the guy got through mid. So the even with that chow, um, it was probably going to fall apart regardless. Uh, um, but yeah, chasing this was probably not the best idea. Because look, you'll see number eight. He watches mid, but he gets through. So this was falling apart regardless. Yeah, of, Minnesota of troll, and then I felt like FaZe trolled. I felt like it was mm -hmm. two trolls, back, two mistakes. Back to back, no one wanted to win, bro. And yeah, then just it, trying it, it to collapsed. do too much, man. Trying to do too much, over challenge, and you can see how it plays out for him. Simp, he tries to get in there at the end, but nobody from Atlanta FaZe can get there. We'll take a look at the final scoreboard. Just Minnesota working so many breaks. Such a back and forth game. 33 and 22 from Afro. What a map out of him. 25 and 17 from Cami as well. Cammy had a great uh, couple respawns heading into the second half of this series. Any thoughts, man? Pat, any final thoughts on a, on a Mercado hardpoint as we head into a map five? The grueler. It was a grueler, Pat. Back and forth, a lot of mistakes. I know you've been busy with X Defiant, but as you're getting to watch the, the recap back, you can kind of take a look at it. You know what I mean? Deserve. Um, Deserve. It, it was a crazy, crazy series, Pat. You I mean you missed a good one today for sure. Ben, Chris, any final thoughts? Um, Go ahead, Chris. I just, I just want to say again, discipline, man. We we harped on optic about it in terms of why they were throwing away so many hard points or or, S, or respawns at the beginning when they first formed. But they have the same same problem. They need to get on top of their discipline. They need to start respecting their opponents. That's something I said optic needed to do. Um, Shotzi has slowed down a bit, although he still has relentless aggression. Um, I think he's picking his fights a lot more. Same with Hook, and I feel like they're benefiting from it. Uh, FaZe is, is not immune to that criticism. I agree. And, and they just, they, I think series like this, they got to learn how to figure out how to win two hard points. It's great that they got to this game five, and it was gritty, and they clutched up, but well, I think they try, arguably trying to, should have lost. Trying this. To, they should have lost <laughs> this map. I, yeah, I think uh, we'll get to round 11. We'll talk about it. Uh, I mean, yeah, well, first round, uh, no trophies, right? Minnesota Rocker, they try and get the bomb down, but with no trophies, Atlanta Faze, they watch the cross, they use those nades, and they were able to get them off of that, so really good plays there. Uh, then we get into the next round. This is actually a really quick round uh, from Atlanta Faze here. It's actually Simp, who ends up going rogue. He loves to go rogue over towards this P5 area of the map. You can see him on the, <laughs> on the minimap now, but he's just going to get active. With the dead silence, he's going to find one. He's going to jump the corner and end up finding another one here. Big two-piece there in Atlanta phase. They kind of just run through this round. They spread the map on the offense. They're able to work some kills. They go up 2-0. Then a big 1v1 here uh, in the 2-0 round. It's between Afro and MC. Afro sees him, and so does MC. They see each other. MC's actually going to try and hop on his bomb, but love the play from Afro. He's not going to let the Ninja Defuse come in. He's going to challenge it, and he's going to take care of MC. So love the confidence coming out of there from Afro in the 1v1. Then we head over into the fourth round. I thought Slasher 
uh, had some good plays here. He didn't get a kill here, but him just staying alive here and playing his life and finesse, you can see him number eight in the middle of the map. He's going to be by that mid-con, that mid-rugs area of the map. He's got number four on his ass. It's Benjamin Bantz. He's going to spot him. And then he also drags the attention of Cammy as well. So you can see two players from the Minnesota Rocker looking for Austin as he's dipping and weaving. And it's just a fantastic play coming out of Sim to come and pick up the two-piece there. So Austin doesn't get a kill, but like the way he was able to stay alive there. Fantastic plays uh, coming in from Austin. Then we get into the next round. Sam P tries to get aggressive. In your channel, Trades down. are going back and forth. Ladies and gentlemen, Parasite, we have lost him. He has been disconnected. His internet is All gone. Good. His cam is gone. That is Ben, then Chris, then me, then then Chris. We uh, had the triple internet issues. We've having uh, triple triple internet, triple internet issues today uh, uh, on the flank, but we're making it work. Then we get into the two three round. I thought Fame had some big plays in this round. Uh, first things first, Simp, he's on the bomb site. He's going to try and get it down, but love the uh, the grenade from Fame to get him off of that bomb plant. That's a really, really good grenade there from him. Uh, and then as we get into the rest of this round, obviously, uh, Fame and Bantz and Minnesota Rocker and the boys are going to push through. It's Abizi and Selim who are by themselves. Abizi's going to go down. And then Afro, able to find a big two-piece here uh, as they're able to tie it up here on the retake. They tie it up at three. Um, then we get into this round. Looks like uh, Minnesota here. They tried to play over towards the B side. Atlanta phase was all over it. They were able to get a first blood. But Minnesota, they bounce back. They get a kill. But they end up trying to wrap this bomb all the way back over towards the A side of the map. But Fame, he's going to go down. Sim gets pushed up in a pretty good uh, position. It was good shots from MC. And Afro, yeah. he has got no time left on a clock. He's going to fall 3-4. This was a 2v2 round. We had uh, Fame and Cammy going up against Selim and Slasher. I think MC needs to chill here. I, I would like to see yeah, MC make a play. Rogue, bro. He went rogue. He challenged the guy in the on the hot tub. Maybe he heard him and just thought he could win the fight. You know, he's a confident player, so he went for it. But I would like to see maybe even if Slasher just pokes it with him, like challenges it with him, you know, like try and do something together in a 2v2. I feel like teamwork makes the dream work. And right there, there was no teamwork. Great shots from Fame. MC overtows a little bit, and Slasher, he's running out of time. He's got to run over to this B site. He's going to get taken down, and just like that, we are tied up at four, uh, and then we get into the 4-4 four, four round, and I love the play call from Minnesota. They pretty much do what Vegas does in the round 11. They end up pushing through the middle of the map, and it starts with Cammy. He's going to find one onto the hot tub uh, with the help of Fame, and then they're going to hit this B site. They got the guy middle. They know there's a guy B site. Slasher's going to have to back on up. And Minnesota Rocker, off the play of Cami and Fame pushing through mid, they were able to get into this B-bomb site over here. So, love, joined your channel. love the play call here from Minnesota. They get the B-bomb down. And now Atlanta FaZe, they got a retake. I know MC's trying to hit those wall bangs. FaZe is trying to get some picks. But Cami, he finds another one on the board. Good shots out of him. And then the FaZe boys, they try to jump in. But they line up, and Afro is all over it. So, fantastic plays. Coming out of Afro as he's able to finish that one as well. Finds a two-piece there. This is where Minnesota Rocker need to close it out. Uh, phase. Uh, they only need two rounds to win. Minnesota Rocker only needs one. But Simp, he makes insane plays in this round. It starts with Simp. He's going to find one here by Big Rugs. It's going to be Afro. He's tagged up by himself. So Bantz is going to try and come in with the trade. The snakes come in, but Simp... He dodges away, dodges the nade, bounces back. That's going to be two in a round from Sim. 4v2 situation. Sim, you could tell, just really letting him have it, playing with some confidence here as we head into the round 11. And who is it once again making plays in the round 11? It's Simp. 
Minnesota Rocker. They head over towards the B-bomb site, but they end up trying to double back and make a play. I think Bans needs to try and hold his shot there. I know it's hard. He probably thought that he was standing still and could get a kill there. But this is a this is just an angle. He's not gonna get that kill there. That's just not gonna happen. He's just, I mean, you would have to peel the head there, and Chris yeah. gets away. So yeah, he tries to make a play, but he ends up falling. And then obviously Minnesota Rocker with 53 seconds left on the clock, they gotta try and make a play for this bomb plant. And it's Simp who gets aggressive on A because Minnesota played B off the rip. Atlanta phase they kept control at A bomb site, and then obviously a BZ he was able to find one before getting traded out. Now it's a 3v2 situation. Slasher gets absolutely incinerated. Got absolutely slammed, Tom, on he the He got headless. slammed. He got slammed right there. Great shot to the Minnesota Rocker. 2v2 Wait, rewind situation. That. Rewind that. You want to rewind that slam? Look yeah, at this, no, he... Pat. So Austin, he's going to double back. Let's let's slow it down, too. Let's let's slow it down and see, see what this looked like over here. So that's one, two, three. Boom. He just gets oh, absolutely... Brother. Mowed down as Slasher. He probably loses full right there. And then Minnesota Rocker. He's been playing too much X Defiant, Tom. I can't I mean, play I much. Him, too much X Defiant, Tom, Pat. I don't I, like I the don't spot wanna, from Faye, man. I, don't yeah, like this it. Is, this is a horrible spot. Horrible. Kind of cost this team a series with the spot. Not Cammy's not even looking. We're not, Cammy's not, not even with him, though. They just did. One's laying down in sight, and one guy's running, like playing fridge. So just like. like do, do something together, but that spot. Bro, I, I'm sorry I've not seen anybody. I've, I've seen people die in that spot so often. And it's like, I would just not expect the guy to just play the corner like back door and just try and shimmy the corner. Like, I just don't know what the thought process was. So, just, why don't you play the other corner for side door that you can't be seen from? Yeah, he should have just snaked. You either just play fridge with your teammate or snake. Like, snake the heady. Like, do something. Just like stay stay active. I don't know. Maybe he thought the door was closed. I'm really not too sure. Well, he, was but... getting he was getting wall banged for a bit by MC, like in some of those situations. So, like, I guess he's just worried about Maybe a mind game. Maybe he's worried about wall, getting wall banged. Just, like, yeah. It's just, you just got to know that you're not. Put off on his side for someone back door and then cam tries his best to clutch this i'll give him credit like you know pops dead silence tries to speak middle doesn't see anything goes through the side door and then mc and chris play is pretty good yeah door opens chris takes the one he wins it bada bing bada boom and phase what was looking like a 2-0 uh soon to be a 3-0 they lost third map lost fourth map Almost lost the fifth map, and they get this uh, serious thing by the skin of their teeth. Yep, phase. They end up winning 3-2. to two. This one goes all the way to a final map. What ended up being 2-0, possibly a 3-0, turned into a map 5 grueler, round 11. So, uh, a gritty series from the Minnesota Rocker, but they were not able to clutch up. I mean, any final thoughts on a series? Pat, any thoughts on a series after watching a little recap? Any thoughts there? Uh, I mean, I, honestly, Tom, I'm I'm glad to see FaZe clutching up. Like, we can argue all day, like, whether they should or shouldn't have won. But, um, you know, this team is, we've talked about it, especially in Grand Finals, they've struggled, right, with that resiliency, fighting uh, with a little bit of adversary when they go down in, in certain situations. So mm -hmm. I, I like seeing FaZe clutch up because it makes me hopeful that, you know, we'll get to see some, hopefully, some good battles between them and Optic, uh, Especially with the way optics looking, hopefully we can get a a, a phase optic grand final. That'd be nice. Uh, I bro. think for me, Tom, optic and phase have been probably, and I think New York's game five record's pretty good this season. But man, this rocker team just finds new ways to lose SMD. I just don't know how this team sucks in this mode. And they are two and five now. Two wins, five losses in game five. Worst overall win percentage in the league when it comes to game five. I just think for this rocker team, they're in a battle with Vegas, and they just they got to get better at this game mode. They're gonna play a a, uh, a thieves team next that is not always the strongest in search. So, just I, I don't know what this rocket team is to do this season. Just figure out the game, my man. 
Yeah, and then we head into some matches tomorrow. We got some bangers tomorrow. I'm excited for this one. We got the London Royal Ravens going up against the New York Subliners. We got Florida Mutineers going up against Vegas Legion. Boston Breeds going up against Optic Texas. And then, of course, Seattle Surge against Atlanta Phase. That is always a good one to watch. We know those two teams, they, they're head-to-head. -head. They just do really good together head-to-head. -head. Seattle matches up good against Phase. Um, but let's hop into the first series. London going up against New York. I got New York in that one, man. I'm going to say 3-2. I can see London making it a series, but I think New York is going to come out and, uh, and, and win that one 3-2. Actually, no, I'm going to change it to 3-1. I'm going to go 3-1 New York subliners. I feel like New York has definitely uh, got the upper hand on London. Ben, who do you got? Uh, New York 3-1. Chris? Uh, New York 3-0. Hey, a little 3-0 sweep slate. Who do you got? Uh... I'm feeling a London Royal Ravens game five upset, Tom. Damn, oh, a here. London wow. Royal Ravens game five upset. Pat's calling it here. If that one have, ends up happening, I'll be mind blown. Um, and then we hop into the to the next. Actually, I wouldn't be too mind blown if that happens. I feel like anything can happen in COD these days, man. You never know what's gonna happen on any Especially given day. Especially with New York, bro. They're they're like a super day to day team. We've talked about it. It's like some of maybe their play style. But I mean, London's... hasn't London their last few series, their last couple series, they've been looking better, haven't they? Their last couple series, no, they got no, it was slammed one. week one. It was just one series. One they series. It was one series. Um, and then we got Florida going up against Vegas. Vegas are right there into clinching that top eight, man. They are close to that top eight, and I know that they could smell it, man. So I, I Vegas, they got to be coming out with the passion tomorrow. I'm gonna go three to Vegas. Who do you got, Ben? Well, they're not close to clinching top eight, but they might not clinching top take... eight, but get top like get into the top eight. They're ten points away from top eight. Well, yeah, I mean they might overtake Rocker, who kind of a tough schedule, and then may start in losers. I think in this matchup, um, this is the kind of series that Vegas can lose. So I'm actually gonna pick the upset. I'm gonna pick Florida three two. Alrighty, Chris, what do you got? Um, I still got faith in Vegas here. Um, they just got not tweak, bro. No tweaking. Tweakers, no tweaking. No tweaking allowed from Vegas Legion. Slay, who do you got? Uh, I'm, I'm going to go 3-0. Not 3-0, sorry. 3-1. Three, three, I'm going to go 3-1 Vegas as well. 3-1 Vegas. All righty. Then we get into the next one. Boston Breach going up against Wait, Optic. Real, real quick, though. Real, yep. real quick. Because uh, I, I, I caught the tail end of this. But I've never seen Standy play like that in like two years. If he can play like that on a consistent level... This guy, I, I mean, regardless of what he does on on Vegas the rest of this year, yeah, if he can play like that, this guy deserves to be on a top team competing for championships. Agreed. I mean, Stanley's a good player, man. I was I was very surprised when Toronto let him go, but then granted they won the next event, so it's it's kind of hard to argue it now. But yeah, no, Stanley's a good player for sure. I think consistency now is just everything. I was saying that earlier today. I, I think I was saying it to Chris, like Stanley going to this team. Uh, when we're talking about the first series, because you weren't here, Pat, but I feel like Standy going to this team added so much more slang power to to them. Like I, I don't know. Oh, they, absolutely. They look a lot scarier on paper with Standy on the roster. I was DMing, sure. uh, I was, I was DMing Clay about something, and I don't know. We just like start talking about Standy, and I was like, dude, they gave away this guy for free. For free. You know free. I mean? Huh? Wait, wait. Speaking of that, Chris, we're yeah. giving away a first-person shooter for free. It's called X Defiant. Close beta is oh, out right now. Wait, you no like that? Way. Wait, you no. like that? That was That's good. That was good. That was good. It was really good. It was really, really good. But let's get back into the predictions, guys. I got Optic Texas. They they look really, really good right now, bro. They, they seem like people aren't really fucking with them right now. Um, uh, I would have to go Optic Texas three one uh, in that one. So Ben, who do you got? 
Uh, uh, well, the historical record versus Boston is not great. Um, but I think there's opportunity here potentially for uh, Boston in the SNDs. And I think they can still respawn, but I got to opt to take it in game five. All righty. Who do you got, Chris? Um, I think these teams, their, their map pool in the search and control matches up a lot. And I can feel a couple, like maybe some Asilo in there in the control in the search. And I feel like Boston has been pretty good at those game modes or those, those maps. I know they're playing Optic and Optic has looked really good, mm. but I think Optic's going to win. But this is going in game five. Y'all drunk. Y'all are drunk. Cut. Actually, hold on. They have crimp now. Who do you no, got, Scott? Who do you this got? This is going to be an Optic Texas 3-0, and it might be a DoorDash challenge. No for your way. Boy. You're calling oh, a DoorDash challenge? That's what you're calling? You know, yeah. you, you don't think Boston's looked pretty good with Brem or just in general? They've, they've looked great. You just but think they're getting just gonna 3 fry them? <laughs> Okay, sure. And then, uh, of course, we got uh, Seattle Surge going up Optic against eggs, Atlanta Faze. Um, I don't know what the hell is going to happen in this series, man. Faze looked really good today, but they also looked a little sketchy at the same time. Um, I thought Minnesota, that they played them pretty well. But I feel like Seattle's just going to be a different ball game tomorrow. They match up really well against FaZe. And for some reason, every time they play this team, they struggle. I'm actually going to go with Seattle Surge in this one. Uh, obviously, I'm always going with my FaZe guys over there. But I, I think I'm going to go with the Surge. I'm going to see uh, see what the FaZe guys come out with tomorrow. Ben, who do you got? Uh, I've been going back and forth on this series. Because I thought Seattle, we haven't seen a lot of Seattle. But they've only played three games. They didn't look that good against Steve's. They looked pretty good against Toronto and grind that in five. And then they kind of played a close one against Florida. I think both hard points were close and they just kind of outclassed them. I think I might take FaZe in a game five in this one. I've been going back and forth. I think it's a coin flipper, but I think FaZe will win and break the three, two curse. All right, Chris, who do you got? <clears throat> I'm going to take FaZe simply because, and this isn't a shot at him. Um, Lamar has been their best player this stage. I mean, Lamar's great. He's been good. This is, it's good to see, but this is uncharacteristic of their superstars. And, uh, that's I don't know if that's going to be a good sign. It could be. Who knows? But I'm going to go face. All righty, Slay. Who do you got? Listen, listen. Before I give you my my prediction, Tom, I have a bone to pick. There we go. The one time that I pick someone on this Seattle search to be in my fantasy lineup, I picked Fred. <laughs> Motherfucker, Lamar is the best one on the team. <laughs> You, That's you, unacceptable. You've been talking about pack-a-punching Lamar for a minute, bro. Bro, but it's unacceptable. Nah, that's Lamar unbelievable. Lamar cannot unbelievable, be Pat. the best player on this team. That's unbelievable, bro. For real. Absolute I, I don't know fantasy, what he's absolute fantasy cheese right now. My yeah, uh, listen, you don't, I, you don't want my advice, Pat. I, my prize picks were off today, Pat. Off, yeah, bro. Bad. Oh, Zima bets uh, is out of business. Let's my, just yeah, the bets were not there. I lost by one kill, like four bets in a row. I said, you know what? I'm done. I'm fucking Bro, done. I spent 10 bucks on AG. I spent 10 cash. Damn. To put him in my fantasy lineup. Most expensive motherfucker on the ladder. Number one. <laughs> no and way. And Lamar is out slaying so him. So what do you got, Pat? What do you got? Listen, with all that said, I'm going to go with an Atlanta phase 3 <laughs> 1. Okay. Sounds good. <laughs> Uh, all right, Ben, why don't you put us out? Please don't miss hey. it this time, Ben. Please don't miss it. We'll see what happens. We're all counting on you, Ben J. Get your channel point predictions up there, Slay. Is he making it or what? Left or right? Or is he yeah, sinking he's it? it? He's making it. 
Damn, Slaysbury. Phase one, Ben's locked in right now. No way. If, uh, first pass supporting Optic, now he's supporting Ben. I mean, what is going on? Slay's a whole new man after X Defiant closed beta. Make sure to go check it out. <laughs> you know what I mean? Chris Parasite, what do you got? Is he making it or what? He's he's making it, bro. He's locked in right now. Oh, man. He's doing the... He's where he moves Wait, the ball Wait, he's wearing up. shorts, bro? With the shorts nah, on? bro. He's, he's, he's the, definitely he's got in the new he's slippies his on. He's got the new slippies on. I know they already smell like shit. Oh, and he's... Um, I think he sent it. I think he sent no, it. It went but around. It went around. It went around. It, went it came back and hit off the top. Yeah, he missed it. Nah, he missed that one. That one don't count. Nah, it did. It did. But he used the wall. Like it hit the wall. It hit the wall, bro. It came back. Uh, like it bounced. You know what I mean? That don't. But I don't know. It still went in though. What you're saying? It like he, he hit it off the rim, bro. Yeah, like you I, can't I, do I that. Think that matters. It was the wall cheese. The wall. No way you hit it off the rim, bro. Wait, did you hit it off the side? It. I rolled it and it hit the left edge of the cup and just like kind of. Ah, so it didn't like, go in. It. it didn't go in. Nah, he missed it. He missed it. It looked like it went in, though. He missed it. Yeah, because it rolled down the right side, Ben, like you made it. Ben, it's okay. Ben, keep your head up. Sometimes in life, you're going to fall down. But it's not... You can't give up. Guess, you look defeated, Ben. You look defeated. Nah, I'm just tired, to be honest. You're tired. It's been a long day. All right. Well, let's get out of here, Dan. It has been a long day. Uh, I appreciate everybody who's been tuning in. Uh, we obviously got more matches tomorrow, so we'll see you guys tomorrow. Make sure to like, comment, subscribe if you're watching on YouTube, and get our FM slash the flank to check out all the audio sites we're on. And go follow at the flank on Twitter. Gersh doing a phenomenal job running socials. Uh, and make sure to check uh, uh, check out for that website coming out very, very soon. So make sure to be on the lookout for that. We're going to have merchandise on there as well. So really, really excited for that. Take care, brush your hair. We'll see you guys tomorrow on the next episode of the flank, man. Take it easy. Peace. Peace.